Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Raincloud Moonglow. Greetings, I am Raincloud Moonglow, second level swashbuckling rogue. Um, I'm a snow leopard tabaxi standing six feet nine inches. I'm very fluffy and very well dressed. Dr. Crud the Third. Hello, I am a second level cleric. I am a eight foot, 400 pound uh, Luxodon wearing a white lab coat, blue jeans, a white button down shirt, and a red tie. And Tanager Goodfellow. Hello, darlings. Tanager here, level two cleric of revelry. Uh, I stand roughly five foot eight. Don't ask me my weight. That's incredibly rude. And aside from my beautiful chestnut brown hair and olive skin, I also have a very beautiful angular face adorned with just a touch of makeup. And I put one of those beauty marks on today. Oh, you are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall on a Saturday morning. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. The front door opens and you see a gray foot, clad in blue jeans, walk in, kind of siding, sidestepping through the door, ducking, trying to, trying to wiggle his way into the door. Uh, after he finally pops himself in, he looks around, turns to the person, on, the first person to his left. Well, hi, Dr. Crud Jr. or Dr. Crud the Third. Pleasure to meet you. And he hugs him. <laughs> then he goes to the next one. Ha! Ah, Dr. Crud Jr. Or Dr. Crud the Third. Damn it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and he hugs him. And he just works his way around the entire room. And then he stands up in the middle and says, All right, now who the heck do I have the honor of working with today? <laughs> uh, Rainclad looks up from his, uh, he's, he's bathing himself. He's licking his paws and he turns up. He's like, well, 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 hello. Good afternoon, Dr. Crud. My name is Raincloud Moonglow. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, howdy. Are, uh, you working with me today? Well, I'm, I'm, I've got nothing better to do. That sounds like a capital idea. Why don't we, uh, why don't we have a look at the board? Maybe we can find someone else to join us. So on cue, Tanager like opens up the door to his bedroom and just a parade of people come out and he's like, Oh yes, <laughs> goodbye. Have a thank you for the company. I'll see you all eventually. Um and then he sort of like comes down like sashaying in his house kimono and is like, Oh doctor, are you are you bathing? Should I give you privacy here? No, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. I I, I must ask, though, who is your tailor? That is a wonderful kimono. You know, people are always mentioning my tailors. Um, I'm happy to bring you to one. There will be a blindfold involved, but, you know, uh, thank you. His name is Enzo. He's a very lovely man. I think his daughter's getting married soon. I should send him a card. I say, fine clothing and intrigue. Tickle me interested. <laughs> I will gladly tickle anyone. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up to Dr. Crud, just is like, da 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 <laughs> Dr. Crud hugs him. <laughs> he, like, uh, like, like a puppy, just, like, wiggling in, like, your giant loxodon arms. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Rain Cloud sidles up and just starts kind of rubbing the side of his face against the pair of them. He wants in on the action. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I, I, I'm gonna love it here. <laughs> you hear a loud, happy call from the bar. Around! Around for everyone on me! An opal beetle man at the bar seems to be in a good mood. And, Tanager, you recognize Enzo. Oh, Enzo, I was just talking about you. I, like, very, like, hastily try to get a blindfold and, like, I guess <laughs> I guess we shouldn't. He's already in the room with us, so. No, no blindfold needed. <laughs> yeah. Enzo, I'll, like, walk over and, like, you know, kind of motion for my adventuring party to come with and be like, what brings you here? The opal beetle man at the bar turns to Tanager and says, I'm celebrating. What a great week this has been to be an atelier. With the ball coming up, I've spent the week filling a lot of orders for one-of-a-kind dresses, suits, and masks. One round for you all on me. So I guess Tanager would, like, momentarily freak out and, like, run upstairs for, like, a quick change into something more formal. <laughs> uh, so just a, a different colored, like, I guess he would put on his toga and come downstairs and be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> did you say ball? <laughs> I did. It's Merjam Shockey's birthday ball. I think there's a flyer over on your board. I have heard about this ball, and I was I was wondering how one would would secure an invitation. I'm relatively new in town and don't quite have as many connections as I would like just yet. Yeah, he points to the very obvious, like poster sized flyer that's hanging on the wall with all the information. Raincloud gracefully bounds over and starts to read it. Okay, there are two flyers on the job board. One is a thick vellum job flyer posted by Nulisag on behalf of the Jishope City Guard. The other is a thin, glossy, colorful flyer announcing the event. Uh, I'll read them both. Sorry. I like that one. <laughs> okay, so you're both standing there reading, and you see the first one says, Posted by the Jishope City Guard. An ancient frost dragon has nested in the eastern outskirts of Jishope. It has killed and eaten a large portion of the local Ankheg population, who are currently a protected species due to their low numbers. Please convince the dragon to go elsewhere. Thank you. Reward 500,000 gold. Warning. At your own risk, guaranteed to kill adventurers who lack experience. <laughs> the second one says... It's a black flyer with capital neon letters centered on it. Public Masquerade Ball. Saturday night, Castle Shockey, with an address that you can clearly find on the map that is also on the wall. Music presented by DJ Levente. Admission free until 12 a.m. Hmm. So Tanger looks to Raincloud and is like, well, we could obviously take care of that dragon if we wanted to, but it seems like that this masquerade ball is like a limited time event. So it'd, it'd be more responsible of us to try to take care of that and, you know, see what's going on. Yes, I I, I, I feel that if, if after a couple of days recovery after the ball, if the dragon is still causing a nuisance, then perhaps we could, yeah. uh, we could go and deal with it. Maybe. If somebody else hasn't, like, gotten to it by then, we'll just, you know, mm -hmm. knock it off. Mm -hmm. I mean, convincing people of things is kind of my whole deal, so I, I, I feel that that would be a trivial matter. But yes, this ball! Yeah, that's, that's the real challenge. Mm. 
What the ball is on Saturday. So what day of the week is it today, right now? Saturday morning, I believe. Oh. Oh, it's Saturday already. Okay. I see. So we can't knock out both this week. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> so we'll do the one that's closer, and then, you know. The dragon's not going anywhere. It seems like it's having a good old time. I would just be slightly concerned that uh, one day might not be enough time to adequately prepare for this ball. I mean, I have nothing to wear. Uh, my whiskers are in need of a waxing. I'm all out of wax. I say, <laughs> Tanager, maybe maybe you could advise. Uh, I, I, how are you when it comes to uh, 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 selecting outfits for your companions and, and such? So, like, internally, again, he's having a full meltdown just waiting for this to have happened to him. But, like, exterior, he's like, yeah, I think I might know a thing or two. Uh, <laughs> Marvelous. I'm a, I'm a quadruple XL. I hope that isn't an issue. Well, yeah, none of my clothes, unless I stitched them together in some sort of amalgamation of fashion, would fit you. And then that would leave the good doctor here without a stitch of clothing. So I think it's best if we hit up the tailor, which I guess kind of like shoot a glance to Enzo. I'm like, I wonder, I mean, he's maybe the shop's open. He's clearly here drinking, so I don't... <laughs> Let's let's do it. I think we should also put on the agenda, find out a little bit more about this um, Virgin Shockey, was it? Mergem. M-E-R-J-E-M. Mergem. M-E-R-J-E-M. E-M. Mergem. Okay, interesting. It's a popular, this is from the popular baby names list, so all of your characters are named after real people, lots of them. (laughs) 30 years from now, they'll be very famous. (laughs) Evergreen podcast. Woo! <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, we should find out more about them because uh, we shouldn't go into the situation unprepared. We should treat this ball as if we were going to fight a dragon. <laughs> we need to be prepared. We can't go in there half informed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we need to be well dressed. Exactly. Are you thinking matching outfits or. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe maybe <laughs> a, lo- a loose theme, uh, thematically matching, but um, maybe uh, different um, complementary colors between us. This is all very exciting. Feathers? Are we <laughs> feeling feathers? I'm always feeling feathers. All right. Um... How is Dr. Crud III reacting to this? He's actually just standing there like, what the hell? Okay, whatever. I'll just go along with the... He'll just go along with it. (laughs) He's out of his depth. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so then I guess before we go talk to Enzo about the, like, specifics, I would ask Raincloud to get up on his shoulders so I could take Dr. Crud's measurements. But of course. (laughs) Dr. Crud steadies him with his trunk. (laughs) Uh, While we're doing this, uh, Raincloud wonders, uh, what exactly are you a a doctor of, uh, Mr. Crud, if you don't mind me asking? People, beings, you know, internal medicine. Medical, okay. That could be very useful, especially if we get around to this dragon. Yes, I know exactly where to hit it to to make it happy and fly away. Marvelous. In the chest. And I kind of, like, punch (laughs) forward. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. There's a spot right under the chin that if you stroke it just right, it will be your friend forever and fly away. Ooh. I have one of those. <laughs> uh, boys, please. We've had enough tickling for one day. We really should attend to this ball matter. We're burning daylight. 
Okay. If I'm going to fit in a schwitz, we're going to have to stay on task. <laughs> Is there any way on a podcast to do like a, a, a costume dress-up montage? Uh, <laughs> I'm reminded of the Adventure Zone with their when they were preparing for getting shot out of a ball to go on an adventure. They spent like half the episode choosing their <laughs> pants. <laughs> yeah, I think they eventually left for travel but like after two hours of pants picking yeah <laughs> okay i mean i basically i think rain cloud uh, uh he wants to go with something turquoise this season um mm-hmm. it's kind of easy because he doesn't generally wear pants so uh it's easy to accessorize oh yes are you talking to enzo yeah let's talk to enzo i'm all about turquoise tassels and feathers and i'll leave the rest in his capable hands okay well, well so you walk up to enzo <laughs> what do you mm. say Good afternoon, uh, Enzo, I believe. Uh, I'm I'm a friend of one of your top customers here, uh, Mr. Tanager. He says you're the man to talk to about getting outfitted for tonight's ball. Enzo, the opal beetle man, clasps your hand with two of his own and shakes it vigorously, saying, Any friend of Tanager is a friend of mine. All of you fire-breathing kittens. I'm so happy to celebrate with you here. I've had such a good week. Making one-of-a-kind dresses, suits, and masks... Ooh, we need to pick up masks. Oh, the plot thickens. <laughs> Another dreadful challenge in this dungeon of a masquerade ball. <laughs> he says, are you looking to attend the ball? Yes. Well, you can't go wearing that. And he points to, what are you currently wearing? Um, I've got kind of like a, a, a cape on and I've got a bandolier and uh, some bracers and I've got my, my, my sword at my side. Um, yeah, it's sort of like fancy enough adventuring gear, I suppose. Mm, but is it ballroom gear? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> okay, so maybe um, he start. he stands up from the bar having just had his beer and just super happy. He's made so much money today or this week. And he starts, like, measuring you. He doesn't have a measuring tape, but you can tell. He's counting numbers. And he's like, mm, yes, a suit, maybe. And and now um, he's not actually going to make these suggestions. So you tell me. He says to you, for the fire-breathing kittens, of course, I'll rent ballroom outfits and masks to you at a discount. One gold per day rental price since I've had such a great week. And since you all know Tanager. Now describe the outfit that you rented from Enzo. Um, actually, I realize what I'm inspired by. It's basically Paul McCartney's um, Sergeant Pepper's uh, outfit, just the top half. It's the turquoise kind of uh, <laughs> old-timey band leader thing with like epaulets, uh, a lot of tassels, a lot of gold trim, um, and I guess just like a matching mask that I suppose might have a little like a little Paul McCartney style mustache um, attached for good measure. Nice. Okay, you turn around and you're now in the Enzo's shop, of course, his atelier, and you spin in the like half circle of mirrors and can see yourself from all angles. You look great. It's like a it's like a Sailor Moon cutscene. <laughs> you know, I'm like popping up, there's angles, <laughs> there's sparkling eyes, there's spinning, there's like love hearts. Men outside walking by are getting spontaneous nosebleeds, you know. <laughs> okay. It's uh it's marvelous. <laughs> Excellent. And I'm going to save Tanager for last. Dr. Crud Third. <laughs> you spin around in the half circle of mirrors. What do you look like now? 
Well, um, I'm thinking uh, that he he's not as uh, flashy as, as his uh, his friends appear to be. So he's probably wearing like a dark purple pants with a matching dark purple shirt, dark purple tie, and uh, his white lab coat. And then for his mask, I, I've thought about this very long and hard, trying to figure out with his trunk yeah. what's going on there. <laughs> and um, he is wearing a Plague Doctor's mask. Oh, because of the long nose. Perfect. So the trunk can go inside the mask. Yep. I love it. And it's not made of rigid material. It is soft leather, so it's he can actually still use his trunk. Fashion and comfort. And usability. And a question for both of you. You have a tattoo of a fire-breathing kitten on a shield because you're guild members. Where is that, and is it covered? It is right in the middle of his trunk, and yes, because of the mask. Mm. Um, Raincloud has his um, just above his tail. Uh, and to, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's visible. It's been tattooed. It's been, he's been shaved. It's tattooed. And then when, it, when the fur regrows, it regrows in the fire breathing kittens, uh, uh, emblem. Oh, um, yeah, it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to pick out, but it's there. It's there. Okay. <laughs> and now Tanager. So I'm hearing a lot of like blue tones to the outfit. So I'm going to change up my outfit a little bit. Um, so it's going to be like my signature sky blue um, with like, so Tanager doesn't wear pants because of the goat legs. So it's sort of like a kilt type deal. Um, still like a very similar like sky blue color, um, but getting darker towards the kilt. And then there's a pattern of like rose thorns and then the oh. upper vest portion is emblazoned with like growing roses. So as you look at him from top to bottom, there's like a scene that unfolds. And then like, it's one of those really high collar deals. <laughs> and then out from the collar is just a plume of blue feathers. Nice. <laughs> and I imagine he's wearing like a sunglasses and a large Pope hat. And then he kind of looks at the reaction and is like, okay, maybe I, I thought maybe I should go clerical for this one, but uh, oh, and for the mask, uh, if possible, Enzo, I'd like to rent two. Um, I would like to arrive in like a simple black overcloak and an Arlecchino mask. Mm. Which is like, that's the jester's head one, right? Yeah, that's like the full face covering. And yeah. I figure if we could bend the jester points to make my horns appear less like obvious. And of course, I'm wearing my signature horn tips. Uh, I would imagine for my full costume, they have little bells on the end that ring. Oh, of course. Joker style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And then, of course, at one moment, I will strip off the overcloak and the Arlecchino mask to reveal a beautiful <laughs> outfit underneath. Of course. <laughs> okay, so with the light blue, purple, and turquoise, you guys are very... Yeah, you would fit in with the Venetian Renaissance mask sort of feel. Very cool. All right. Oh, and you are all wearing masks, just to confirm, right? That's... Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say mine is a mine is like a cat mask because oh, most of the masks I've tried don't really fit my face too well, and uh, I kind of want to like not try to like hide who I am per se. It's tough to do anyway. I'm leaning into my my 
cat cattiness. Cattiness? Right. My feline yeah. nature. And Tanager, is your tattoo covered? Uh, yeah, Tanager's is like just above his belt line on his like on his like abs, so it's it's pretty well covered, even if he wears like a deep V. Okay, well, you are all outfitted. Uh, one be- thing before we move on, um, I do as a charlatan have my alter ego human accountant Marvin Funk. <laughs> Could I get like his worst reject outfit and like uh, one of those like I, f- I forget the name of it, but the one with like the stupid old man face. With like the big cheeks and stuff like that. If I have to Marvin Funk my way out of a situation. Okay, so you've got like a satchel with a quick change inside. Yeah, like it does not have to be like a nice outfit at all. Like it actually, the worse it looks, the better my identity will be covered because <laughs> Tanager would never be caught dead wearing something Marvin Funk would wear. Oh gosh, yeah, of course. Multi-colored so- uh, polka dot suits. Yeah, <laughs> like almost like birthday clown looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the inner lining on the show Seinfeld when he buys the leather jacket and he, he loves the jacket, but then he looks at the inner lining and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You are all decked out. Everyone subtract one gold from your equipment list. Okay, so I'm going to say that you all probably can find your way to the ball. How do you arrive at the ball? Well, I figure that we would be using the Crud family carriage. It has changed uh, from season to season. So it's in its latest incarnation, it uh, has, instead of the juniors been wiped, whitewashed away. And the beginning of the Crud, the, the Crud is still there in the original, written, written by the father. Oh. Now has Dr... <laughs> on the top left and then the third written out in the top right. And then underneath it, it's no longer says uh, taxi service. It says uh, mobile clinic, free clinic. Ah, that's nice. Ah. And uh, just so the, uh, the other two, cause I don't know if they've ever seen this carriage yet. The, uh, this carriage is made for very large uh, cruds and crud juniors and now crud third uh so it is like a 10 foot tall from floor to ceiling carriage you can move around you can change in it it's probably a good 20 feet long and it's drawn by two horses lift and uber (laughs) (laughs) so sort of like arriving in a stretch limo you all step out (laughs) from the carriage the mobile clinic and arrive at a very very large mansion it's Normally, there's stone walls around the estate that are closed with a wrought iron gate and locked. But now the gate is open and a procession of carriages is making its way inside and around the... There's a roundabout at the end in front of the house, mansion, and back down. So you're able to clippity-clop through the, the, the wall, through the gate, to the roundabout. You disembark from the stretch limo right in front of Grand Staircase... That leads up to a kind of picture of the Disney castle. Yeah. A, a really large building with spires at the top of column, like cylinder. I don't know. Yeah. Like that. And I'll describe what happens as you step inside. You step inside to a very, very large room. Okay. All right. I'll start. A star elf wearing a silver white dress with sparkles sewn in sits on an ornate chair on a raised platform overlooking the expansive marble dance floor. 
She's wearing a diamond tiara and a silver-white Columbina Stella, which is a heavily decorated half-mask that covers only the wearer's eyes and the tops of their cheeks, with a feather, a white feather sprouting from the pointed ends of the eyes masks, of the mask's eyes. Before her, dozens of couples waltz on the marble, whirling around in fancy ball gowns and suits. On the left, people mingle at a buffet table. On the right, round rooms with tables and chairs are defined by beautiful lattice windows. So quick summary, because that was really long. Big ball, dancing area, buffet table, little rooms. Lady on a throne. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Raincloud is like, uh, he's never really been to a ball this fancy before. He's always kind of wanted to. Um, and he's, he's honestly a little overwhelmed. He's pretty good at kind of fitting in and playing his cool, but he's, he's sticking close to Tanager and he kind of takes it all in. He looks at him, he's like, well, what, what now? What, what, what do we do? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so excited. Um, so Tanager, this is the first ball Tanager's been to in years, like since before his ex Q Thundercrack. Um, <laughs> So he's like in like he's praying, doing like a, just a small pray to the god of revelry, like in his head, and then it's sort of like shaken awake when uh, rain cloud, um, like it's like what 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 do we do? I'm so excited, and I'm like oh uh, yes. So uh, first things first, keep as small profile as possible until you're ready to make your entrance. Like they've already noticed us going up the stairs. Um, if there's any threats here romantic rivals rabble rousers drunk uncles <laughs> you want to clock them before you begin to engage with the party because if you end up at the not cool kids table it's a waste of a ball <laughs> so i would say spread out low profile and then i kind of motion to my overcloak and arlecchino and find <laughs> out as much information you can before the next set of dance partners are established He's, like, drawing a little battle plan in the palm of his hand. <laughs> that sounds like marvelous advice. I, I think maybe a perception check for Raincloud might be in order to see what he can figure out. Also, I just note the star elf on the throne, and I'm like, feathers. See? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, do we know who that is? Is that, uh, is that the lady of the manor? I would assume so. Okay. Or at least a very, very well-paid seat warmer. Mm. She certainly looks the part. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Rainclad wants to look around and see if he can figure out who the cool kids are and how he's going to sidle up. Yeah, what's your perception check? Plus five. Oh, nearly a 20. That's a 13. Okay. With a 13. Let's see. What would you see with a 13? I guess you'd see something, because that's perceptive, right? You would probably see a scene. Okay, so I will describe it. Do you are you standing in the ballroom area with the dancing? Are you standing in the the little area with the seats, the little rooms, or are you standing at the buffet table? Um, I think buffet table is where he's be most comfortable. Got it. I will yeah. read you the scene from the buffet table. People are standing pretty close to one another as there's a line as they politely pile tiny foods onto their plates. <laughs> so, I love tiny foods. If there were more tiny foods in my life, it would be better. Okay, so, um, and so you see, since they're all standing so close to one another, the people in front of you interact. There we go. A water deer lady rests her hand on the forearm of a spotted cat man. I'm 
because you're a cat. I'm going to do the cat scene for you. Mm-hmm. Of a spotted cat man and giggles. She says, <laughs> I've always been thrilled by tales of cat burglars, she says, leaning closer to him. Awkwardly, he replies, that's in my past. Famous Felix is just a window washer now. She smiles and winks at him. <laughs> a leopard can't change his spots. He forces a smile and leans back. No, no, I'm actually a Janae, not a leopard. Also, I'm here to draw out the thief who's been using my calling card recently trying to frame me. If everyone knows I'm here, around all these gems, the copycat will probably seize the opportunity to pull off a heist, hoping to blame me for it. So if you'll excuse me, I have to keep an eye out. Otherwise, and he, like, winks at her rose quartz necklace and rose quartz teardrop earrings, those might disappear. The Janae man lifts the water deer's hand from his arm, bows politely, and turns away from the buffet table, not realizing there were people right behind him in the line because he had just joined, almost bumping into Raincloud. Oh, excuse me, he says to you. Not at all. What did he say his name was? He said, Famous Felix is just a window washer now. Famous Felix. And you actually Uh, do a history check. Let's see if you've heard of Famous Felix. I mean, if he's really famous, um, that is a 15 minus one. So a 14. 14 is pretty good out of 20 for a level two player. You know about Felix Leuten. He is a famous cat burglar who served his time and is now free. You haven't heard much about him for a few years. And you thought he was still in prison, honestly. Mm. All you know about his with a, you said 13, 14? 14. Yeah. All you know about his cat burglaries was that he would leave a literal business card signed in italic letters, the cat. The cat. All right. Okay. I'd say famous Felix, is it? He looks sad, but says, yes, that's me. I'm no longer a thief. I've served my time. Of of course, of course. I just I I feel I should point out I've been picked up more than once um, uh, under false pretenses uh, by authorities who read the cat and uh, saw me and took me in. Um, however, <laughs> oh, no. I am a I am a huge <laughs> fan of your work. Um, honestly, I modeled the early part of my career upon yours. This is an honor. I'm gushing. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm sorry to bother you. He looks at your clearly visible tattoo, (laughs) which is like shaved into your fur above your tail. Sure. He goes, and you are... Raincloud Moonglow of the Fire-Breathing Kittens. Uh, Pleasure. Oh, adventurer. Uh, uh, And he, he hesitates a little bit, but then he rushes forward. He's decided, would you be willing to be hired for a, a task? It's just a small task. I mean, this is technically my day off, but what what did you have in mind? There's a hundred gold in it for you, if you'll help me clear my name. His ears visibly prick up. <laughs> By catching the copycat, who will probably strike tonight. One hundred gold? I cannot refuse that offer, especially from famous Felix himself. Yes, yes, tell me more. Okay, and you and him are going to wander off to one of those little rooms and talk together, and he'll tell you all about how... In- I'm not going to go into detail about that, but this is where your character is. How the the past few months, when he was just trying to be a window washer, you know, using his cat burglar skills for good, <laughs> cleaning the windows of Nikimoy, everyone's been more and more suspicious of him as the calling card has started to appear again as jewels have been stolen. His plan, it's not a bad plan, is 
to do something about that, to go to an event where he'll be visible, where he'll be seen. And um, he, he's holding on a stick, a mask, like not up to his face so that everyone can see that he's there. He figures since he announced he was going to be here and is here, there's going to be someone's going to do something and he'll, he'll be able to catch them when they do. So okay. you guys are talking about that. All right. Cool. Dr. Crud and Tanager, what are you up to? Well, Dr. Crud, having heard Tanager's little instructions, and he, it just confused the heck out of him. He didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So he just, he uh, made his way straight for the lady on the throne, introducing himself to people on the way. Hi, Dr. Crud, the ah. third, and hugging him, and okay. then going to the next one. And then once he gets to her, <laughs> hi, I'm Dr. Crud, the third, nice to meet you, and hugs her. Well, you don't actually make it to her. Oh, darn it. There are <laughs> a few people standing around her. There's some security staff, shall we say. And they make kind of like a shoulder-to-shoulder, -shoulder, very casual wall between you and her. And kind of like politely ask you not to go up to her. So you're standing awkwardly around the dais, the raised platform, when there's a male star elf standing next to you. He elbows you, um, so I'm going to describe what he looks like. He is wearing a suit. He's holding a cane. He has a white mother of pearl buttons and cufflinks, a black cane with a very large pearl at the top. His mask is a white bauta serra, a square-jawed, large-chinned mask with no mouth that covers his full face. He has elbowed you and said, Lady Marjum doesn't um, want to visit with the public just yet, but she'll come down in a little bit. Isn't she lovely? Oh, howdy, Dr. Crud III. And he hugs him. Oh, she okay. is. If she doesn't <laughs> want to come down here right now, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll say hi to her later. No worries. Um, and here's the part where, as the DM, I'm not sure how to roleplay this, because <laughs> I don't... It's so awkward, but... The look on his face when he looks at her is that he pretty clearly has a crush on her. <laughs> like I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe that like look on his face, but he's like standing there, kind of hoping to be the first one. He's not within her eye he, line, he, you know. He's he just looks waiting. like a puppy dog in love. He looks like a puppy dog in love. Yeah. Oh, um. He introduces himself to you as Darius. Darius Cavell. He's a star elf too. And he offers to shake your hand. Like like I said, Crud Junior will hug him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. He hugs you. He doesn't. He doesn't care. And uh, he asks you, so what do you do for a living? Well, I uh, I, I run a, a, a little free clinic out of my carriage. And uh, I also is the uh, on-call doctor for the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. Oh, that's so kind of you. I run a clinic myself. You guys start talking about clinic stuff. He does happen to so star elves are very long-lived they're like casually seven thousand years old and stuff like that you know they just like kind of hang out if no one kills them they just keep going <laughs> so so he uses his casually acquired wealth because when you're that old you either you know you figure stuff out to fund small charity works around the town he seems like a really cool guy you know like he offers to have you apply for one of his grants if your application is accepted, then he'll send you a small amount of money to fund your clinic with, and you just make reports like once a year on the how the money is helping you. 
and how many people it's been able to benefit. Oh, yeah. Dr. Gred will definitely put in the application for that. Ah, uh, so you and Darius are schmoozing, and he leans on his cane and talks to you a bit. So, uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever pulled out of someone? As we cut to... <laughs> uh, he, he tells you and you go, oh my. <laughs> All right. And Tanager, what are you up to? After wincing at Dr. Crud, like, hugging everybody and, like, going directly <laughs> up to the lady of the house... Um, Tanger notes that she is being like people are preventing like Dr. Crud from like speaking to her and like that sparks Tanager's interest. So he's going to go around as this like, you know, specter in a jester's mask and just sort of be smoozing like what's what's her deal? Like who's that guy? Just um trying to get more information about the people who his friends are talking to. Okay. You bump into the pink-dressed deer mermaid humanoid who was talking to the cat burglar, but now that Felix has wandered away with Raincloud, she's available to chat with you and answer questions. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow that lead. She introduces herself as Mila, Mila Du Fair. I don't know how to pronounce that. D-U-F-A-U-R-E? Mila Dufour? Four? Mm. Hi, I'm Mila. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh, what title should Tanager go by in this costume? <laughs> um, let's go with Willow. Okay. Uh, you, you may call me Willow. You're a giant joker man in like a black overcoat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's totally down with that. She's wearing a... Macrame Machille Gold Volto, a lace-like full face covering that leaves only the end of her nose and her mouth exposed. She's wearing a pink bouffant bell-skirted ball gown, and again with the rose cords. She holds out her hand, which does not have a glove on it to you, and offers to shake, but like in that like limp shake way that like fancy people do, that's just the tips of their fingers. They're like, yes. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Tanninger will kneel, and because he's wearing a mask, he can't kiss her hand, so he just sort of, like, limply, like, slaps at it. (laughs) (laughs) Roll a persuasion check, and let's see how much information you can get from her, based on your introduction. (laughs) All right. Mm, I will take a picture to confirm it. That's a nat 20 plus 5. Oh, dang! (laughs) Okay, so she is charmed by what you're doing, and is... Totally available for you. What what are you discussing with her? Um, so uh, I'll phrase it like this. Uh, as I stand again and sort of like angle my mask so it's like clear that I'm like looking at her dead in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say I noticed you as soon as I arrived. And I was just waiting for my chance to speak with you. But you were busy with that uh, cat fellow. What uh, is... Is he going to be a rival for your affections, or what's his deal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she chuckles and she says, I've always looked up to him, haven't you? He's famous Felix. You'd have to be quite the cat burglar to stand up to him in my affections. What do you do for a living? 
exactly what you see now. And he sort of steps back and uh, he would like to use uh, thermaturgy or thaumaturgy to do like a thunder crack sound and then will dramatically whip his uh, overcloak off and like fast change into like one of those small Volto masks and then uh-huh. like very loudly says like, I lied to you. I'm not Willow. I'm Tanager Goodfellow. <laughs> Returning to high society. You're all very welcome. <laughs> you rolled a 20 on a natural 20 on your persuasion check. So if you want to go over to one of those small rooms with her and make out, you can. <laughs> um, so this is the first time it's come up. <laughs> Tanager is actually super celibate right now. Oh no! Okay, yeah. well, if you so want to, like, eat. yes, absolutely, I will definitely go back into that room with you. And then the whole time he's like basically looking through the crack of the door, <laughs> trying to like keep an eye on the party. <laughs> okay, all right. So everyone thinks you're making out, but you're not. Okay, so I guess we'll have rotate and have Raincloud and Felix. Now that he's up on the whole history, return to the main marble-floored ball area where people are dancing, and at the same time, Dr. Crud III notices that, and, and so does Darius, who's paying a lot of attention. There aren't many star elves around, so, you know, they notice one another, and he is watching as Mirjam Shaki stands up from her throne-like chair and steps down from the dais into the dance area. She takes someone who's not Darius on her arm <laughs> and starts waltzing around. <laughs> and he looks a little sad, but then he taps his cane on the ground and, you know, shrugs. Crud Jr. hugs him. Oh. Um, the third hugs him. <laughs> I gotta get Jr. out of my head. Uh, okay. Manager, well. like, because he, he's watching from the room, so he's gonna turn back to Mila and be like, so he's in love with the lady, correct? Oh, she's so going to gossip with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Mila, the dear mermaid humanoid, Mila is like, oh, yeah. Word around town is that Darius has had a crush on Mergem for like five years. But you know, star elves, they never do anything quickly. But don't you think after five years, he should have said something? Ugh. Well, there's always something we could do about this. Oh, are you guys going to? plot to get them together uh yes okay <laughs> directly yes i'm thinking just a simple she flirts with him and then i'll try to sidle up or me and my compatriots will try to create a situation in which the lady notices that and then we'll all just be like "Ooh, that's pretty messed up she's taking your man and then <laughs> like inception the idea that she's already attracted to this guy into her own head <laughs> Okay, uh, go ahead and roleplay that. So we've got Darius leaning on his cane, looking at Mergem longingly. Mergem waltzing with um, a guy, Rovenkataraman. Eh, I tried to say that right. First name, Ro. <laughs> so Ro and Mergem are waltzing. What do you do? So I'll come out with Mila, and then I'll be like, okay, go start talking to Darius. Like, get him dancing, and then I'll try to gather up my compatriots so we can talk about what we've learned. Dr. Crud III, a pink, bouffant, bell-skirted, 
Dear Mermaid Humanoid steps up to you and Daris. She puts her hand on Daris's suited arm. She's very touchy, this lady. And she, uh, like, the arm that's horizontal for the cane. And she says, oh my, how strong you are. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Crud, how do you, how do you react? Hey, Darius, it looks like you got another girl who wants to have some fun with you. Why don't you go have uh, yourself a little dance with her? Um, <laughs> you know how elves are super racist and oh no, don't really like the animal people? <laughs> and she's like a deer lady? <laughs> deer mermaid humanoid. Um, uh, so he blushes, but he's wearing that full face. Oh. He's wearing a totally white bauta, you know, a white bauta Sarah, square-jawed, large-chinched mask. So he turns his masked face to her, and it's just quiet for, like, ten seconds. Uh, Tanninger sees this, and, like, the internal dial that's like, let's get some romance into this guy's life, instantly turns to, call me Mr. Steal Your Girl. (laughs) Mm, That is a beautiful young lady. Why isn't he dancing with her? <laughs> um, he, after the 10 seconds has passed, he tells Mila, Daris says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't dance. And he lifts his cane slightly. Oh. And he says, uh, please have fun at the party dancing with someone else. Dr. Crud Third, have you met, uh, what was your name, dear? And she goes, <laughs> Mila, and she looks awkward because she's rejected and she's being passed off on this other guy. Dr. Crud III, would you like, would you care to dance with Mila? Well, only if she wants to, but it looked like she wanted to dance with you. And you can't, you can't say that, uh, that, that, that little limp is going to make you not dance. I, I've seen you moving around a little bit. You're, you're good to go. Just put a little bit of extra weight on her. She's big. She, she can take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says, oh, I've been... I've been lame since birth. It's it's a, a defect. Um, it, it causes me to have very low self-esteem. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he just keeps apologizing and, like, like gesturing for you two to dance to one another. And it looks like he's in a shame spiral. Well, look, why don't we all three dance together? How about that? You know, He straight you up your, can't uh... dance and is now so embarrassed. He excuses himself and <laughs> leaves for the, the food, I guess. Well, I guess his loss and he starts dancing with her. All right, Dr. Crud III and Mila are dancing. Raincloud, you are standing with Felix in the ballroom area. Everyone is whirling around you. Couples, have you ever seen like when a whole dance floor moves as one and they're all rotating? This is a trained waltz that they're all participating in. People are rotating around. You're able to see everyone, although not their faces. A foxtail passes by you, Mm -hmm. you know, whirling under, under the gowns. It's actually coming out from a green dress i can describe her dress i love the outfits in this episode a green dress with a high slit in it and a a hole for the foxtail so Mm, all right (laughs) anyway so felix sees a beautiful vixen and his eyes light up the fox woman is wearing an emerald necklace and a green side strapped dress with a high slit in it long gloves that go up to her bicep too her Volto Barocco gold mask is a smooth, full face covering with filigree borders that leaves only the end of the nose and the mouth exposed. Felix says, excuse me, and skips up to her. Then he 
seems to remember something suddenly and hesitates, but she has seen him and the dance just ended. Uh, Lena, he calls out to her. Oops. <laughs> you can't help but listen to his conversation. I didn't know you'd be here. He looks hesitant, but excited to see her. She, on the other hand, her mouth is visible with her mask, and her mouth turns down into a frown. <laughs> Ooh. And I you, she replies. He looks awkward. How's life? He asks. She sighs and answers. Did my time. Got out. Got some training. I'm a realtor now. Which would be going a lot better if you weren't active again. Do you really need to leave your calling card at every scene? Everyone thinks I'm in on it with you again. Felix, I just want to start over. His eyes drop to the floor and he looks ashamed. But then he takes a breath and looks up at her and hurriedly says, This time, that's not me. It's a copycat. Her f head with her mask on is turned right at his, just like how Tanager said earlier, so you can tell she's looking at him, trying to study his face, but there's a mask there. If you say so, she says, clearly not trusting him anymore. But really, please stop. She walks away from him in the general direction of the buffet table. Okay. Um, right, so this is probably a good time to point out that with my urban bounty hunter background, uh, I have a feature called Ear to the Ground. Um, so briefly, that means I'm in frequent contact with people in my chosen segment of society. These people might be associated with the criminal underworld, the rough and tumble folk in the streets, or members of high society. This connection comes in the form of a contact in any city I visit, a person who provides information about the people and places of the local area, etc. So um, I think Raincloud is more kind of in, a, in the rough and tumble kind of uh, end of things, but kind of has always had aspirations uh, slightly above his station, you know, so he would try and keep up with what's going on with the kind of uh, the more highfalutin folks. But uh, I wonder in my quest to figure out, to just scan the room and be like, are there any like cat burglars here I recognize? Anyone from my, uh, you know, my kind of part of society who are kind of, you know, uh, trading up like I am right now. Um, yeah, kind of scanning the room to figure that out. Uh, yeah. In general. That is a yes. You recognize Lena. Okay. Yeah, Lena... Lena Topfer. She's a fox humanoid. She used to be a cat burglar. She was um, also Felix's lover, and they were active together, stealing jewels for fun and profit. Wow, okay. This sounds like the kind of character who um, Raincloud would admire both professionally and personally. I think he would have a thing for her. Um, She's also I, very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's mainly mainly into the bushy tail, you know. He spends a lot of time keeping his own tail <laughs> fluffy and, and plump and full, and he's just kind of, he really admires that in her. And also, obviously, her, her reputation precedes her. Mm -hmm. um, does Raincloud, uh, well... I, the player, suspect that she might be, uh, she might be who I'm looking for here. Um, what does Raincloud think? Do an insight check on Lena. With oh disadvantage boy. because she is wearing a mask that only reveals her mouth. Okay. Your ability to glean insight from her face is half limited, right? Well, that's a three plus three, so oh. six. Hmm. With a six, you would say that... It's possible she's acting. Uh, it's possible she's here just to mess with her former lover. It's also possible she's really trying to be a realtor. Both possibilities would put her here at this ball, either to mingle with potential clients or to screw over her old flame. Okay. 
So that doesn't teach me a whole lot. Um, I wonder, uh, is there any is there any more information that Felix would have given me uh, at this point that I haven't heard any any pointers? Or anything? You know that the person leaving the calling card has been doing that for three months. Mm-hmm. He has been out of jail for seven years. Okay. Well, I suppose that what I want to be doing is a combination of um, trying to get as much sushi into me as possible at the buffet table. <laughs> Um, also maybe looking for this Fay table that I heard about, but I can't seem to spot. Um, uh, surveying the, the scene in general, see if there's anyone else I recognize under their masks and costumes. And then, of course, communicating to my, my pals uh, the kind of the side hustle I've taken on, um, which is now kind of occupying more of my thoughts than any of the rest. It's like Raincloud has kind of latched onto this as something to do at this party where he feels honestly a bit out of place. Uh, yeah, let's have you three meet up again because you did your quick change, right, Tanager? So... You did your room survey. Mm-hmm. So if you three want to meet up and chat, go ahead. Um, is uh, Mila going to be with us? Because she, she was dancing with Dr. Crud. Do a perception check. Okay. Um, that's a 19, I believe. Okay. So you see as Dr. Crud third and Mila split up and then she heads off. It looks like she's hungry. She's just going to go grab a quick snack. Dr. Crud III walks over to you, and you can see a lot of people in the room. You see a man wearing a black suit with a white mother of pearl cane looking not at the girl who asked him to dance, but at the silvery, tight gown-wearing person whose birthday it is, Merjim. Who's dancing with a different guy? Yes, you see that all. And you also see... Um, Ro Venkataraman has wandered off and you don't see him anywhere. Okay. Um, what's up, fellas? How's your party been? Tanger will, like, go to somebody walking by with, like, a tray of champagne and just take the tray. (laughs) Persuasion check? (laughs) That's only an 11. Oh, the waiter is a thin... Very, very thin person. Sort of looks human, but super, super thin. Like you're wondering how they're alive. He he looks down his long nose at you. He's super tall and super thin. With very, very long... Think Slender Man, you know. Mm-hmm. And he looks down at you, Seder. You're like three feet tall? Four feet tall? How tall are you? Satyrs are like normal people. Huh? Okay, okay. Like five feet tall, but this guy is much taller than you. Okay. And, and he says... Sir, as you go for it, but then he lifts it a little bit higher and you miss. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a satyr. I'll jump. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Make an athletics check. Oh, no. I forgot that's the other part of this bit. <laughs> 16. <laughs> okay. You successfully snatch it from him, but... Make a sleight of hand check to see how dexterous you are and whether or not the champagne flutes stay stable on the tray. Uh, <laughs> ooh, spicy. That's a 23. <laughs> they all, okay, they separate from the tray and they're airborne briefly, but then you align the tray perfectly and tilt it and every single one of those champagne flutes <laughs> manages to land safely. The waiter, at first... He wasn't going to give you that tray, but now that you've shown that you can handle it, he recognizes 
another a fellow champagne handler. He's like, oh, you've been around champagne before. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And he goes, I guess I'll go get another tray from the kitchens. And he leaves you with the tray. <laughs> so I like nod to him, but then kind of turn to my friend and go, waiters. <laughs> Number of times I've had to snatch a tray of booze from a waiter. <laughs> Well, it seems like you're just lightening his load for him. <laughs> yeah. His job is to pass out the champagne, and I'm a veritable drain. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he'll start sipping. And uh, so, what have we learned? Uh, yeah. Well, I think just between uh, mouthfuls of champagne and uh, and sushi, uh, Rain Cloud explains everything that he's learned um, all about Famous Felix and uh, uh, Lena Topfer and whatnot and his theories. Um and yeah, the fact that he's he's taken on a little uh, little little nixer, a little side job here to the tune of hundred gold pieces, and basically asking if anyone, if either the uh, yeah, either my my uh, friends would know, I suppose yeah, is there anyone here who might be a suspect or anyone I should keep my eye on? Well, I haven't learned of anyone yet, but you said that the thief leaves a calling card. Yes, yes, saying the cat, which, as I mentioned, has gotten me in a little bit of trouble once or twice. Try to schmooze up to a magic user and get him to cast Locate Object. Oh. They have the calling card on them if they're going to steal something and put it somewhere. Yes, of course. You could also check pockets Um, if you are, you know, good at sleight of hand, but that might take a while. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I hasten to notice that you are both magic users. Do either of you possess that particular... Spell? I'm not that kind of cleric. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I've heard you say this before, Tanager, but you never, you know, that you seem to leave it at that. Is, is the, what type of cleric are you? I'm just the cool kind. I like to hang out and chat. <laughs> Zero magical ability, then? <laughs> what? No, come on. I do that. I stomp my foot and do thaumaturgy to do another thundercrack. <laughs> okay, very well. Quieter one, because, like, if I keep doing this, someone's going to come talk to me. <laughs> So what you're saying is you're a show cleric, not a usable cleric. Yeah, and you know, technically I'm a cleric of revelry, so it's my divine duty to make sure everyone at this party has a good time. So even that man who was couldn't dance, um, I'm working up a scheme, because I'm also, you know, I'm a bit of a trickster, um, where I disguise myself maybe as him, if we could get him out of the room, and then I flirt with the star elf for him. And that might just be funny. Oh, you mean Darius? Oh, yeah, he's a really good guy. He's gonna, he's he's gonna help uh, fund my clinic, my mobile clinic there. And uh, did you know he once pulled out a whole burrito out of somebody? <laughs> I mean, there was no bite marks or anything. It was just a whole burrito. It was, Why? Wow, that is very impressive. <laughs> But um, yeah, that... he, uh, he he seems to have be making eyes at the the princess over there. Oh yeah, you can almost smell him making eyes. <laughs> oh no, I watched him. I was standing right next to him. <laughs> was that a joke about his nose? <laughs> uh, no, it just meant like it, 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 you're, he's looking so hard that you can smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Doctor Crud, what type of a cleric are you then? Well, I thought the doctor would explain it, but, you know, I'm a healer. Sure, yes, of course, of course. I, you don't happen to possess the locate object spell by any chance, do you? No, no. Uh, usually when I go to find something, I just cut them open and start digging. <laughs> Me oh, too. I, I, I mean, I'm, 
I'm not completely au fait with the protocol at Masquerade Ball, but I think that might be a, a bit of a faux pas. Yeah, plus, you know, I don't have my surgical instruments in here with me. There's, you know, it, it, it's going to be a bloody mess. So, no, I, I wouldn't do that. Thank goodness for that. Okay, okay. Plus, why would you look for a calling card inside someone when they're probably just in the pockets? It's a lot easier to get it out of their pockets <laughs> than to yes. make an incision, put your fist in, grab it out, and then stitch yourself back up. Plus, then there's all the blood and gore on the card. I l- let me stop you there, Doctor. I was not for a second suggesting <laughs> that we perform non-consensual <laughs> surgery on strangers without providing any anesthetic. Brain cloud. Let's run with this. It's your I'm idea w- here to vivisect someone in a public setting, and oh. maybe that could be fun. It's a little old school, but brain cloud is vomiting. Oh, the. This sushi is repeating on me, pardon me. Well, they do have those rooms off the side over there. I guess we could take them in there so nobody else is seeing it, but... I mean, I'm not okay with this, Rain Cloud. No, I... This is your baby. You're gonna have to plan this if you want it done. Yes, yes. Um, You've certainly convinced me of the folly of my... I suppose my first idea. Uh, So let's, um, let's put a pin... Let's put a pin in that one for now. Um, maybe I'll drop my paw into a few pockets where I can find them and, and, and see if I can find any calling cards or anything of the sort. Oh, we could also find out where the valuables or what the valuables are. Yes, indeed. I mean, I presume there's a, a, a store of them in this manner, but also it appears that most revelers here are wearing some form of valuables either on their head or around their neck. It really, ah, it's, I, it, this, this could be difficult. Well, if we're working under the assumption that this uh, famous Felix fellow isn't the one doing the crime, and someone is using a famous criminal's name, then they're doing it purely for the notoriety. So they wouldn't be stealing for money. They would be stealing to steal. So I guess maybe find the most locked up item in the building. And I swear, if this turns into stealing the lady's heart sort of analogy, and mm. this begins a romance contest, I will be throwing my hat in the ring. Okay. And and maybe then it would be appropriate to place a, a calling card inside of someone in their chest cavity, maybe once the heart has been... Or am I misunderstanding? I feel like, why are you looking at me They're like this? staring at him. <laughs> Look, before it was kind of a bit, but... Do you actually want to vivisect someone, Rain Cloud? Because I know it. <laughs> no, I... not at all. Look, I'm feeling uh, socially quite awkward. It's not something I'm used to. Um, I'm I I'm more at home in your kind of you know your beer soaked tavern. Um, I'm just going to try and be seen and not heard, maybe a little more. Yeah, Doctor Crud will go up to Rain Cloud and give him a hug, pat him on uh, the back, say, uh, "It's okay, Rain Cloud. Uh, uh, it's okay." The DM's favorite moment of the session. <laughs> Thank you so much, Doctor. You've 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 put me at ease. Aww. A an inspiration point for Doctor Crud the Third for Ooh. excellent role playing. Um, I don't want to interrupt the moment, but perhaps we need to take a step back and just get really hammered for a while. Just let the party sort of simmer and we see what's we, you know. I do actually get better at pickpocketing after about three champagnes in quick succession, so I shall, I shall catch up. 
Uh, cool. Then could I make an insider investigation to clock like the people who are really partying hard at this ball? Sure. Okay. Do a roll. Okay. That was a very spicy. Uh, would you like insight or investigation? It depends. It's up to you. And what you find depends on the role that you use. Um, I'm probably just looking. I'm not talking to people. I'm just looking for people like hanging out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be a 14. Sure. You see DJ Levente, who is famous. Off in one section of the marble floor, he's a leonid, a lion with a mane coming out of his tricorno arlecchino, a large joker's headpiece and collar, and he's standing at the magic DJ tables doing stuff. I don't know. And then as a result, crazy sounds are coming out that people are dancing to. It's like a rave over there. So there's types of dances, I guess, here. Those people are partying the hardest. Okay. I think I've got my new information pool. I'm going to try to tap. Mm. You wander over there, and you're jumping up and down with your one hand raised above your head in the mosh pit, hanging out. <laughs> it's a little difficult to talk to people here. You shout at the person next to you, and they shout back, but you're not sure. Their mouth moved, right? But you're not sure what they said. Um and then with a little magical trickery, um, it, there's like a sound barrier, you know, sort of like thaumaturgy or something, but is happening to keep the sound enclosed in this area. It's really loud over here. So I'm going to leave you to that and say, Rain Cloud and Dr. Crud Third, what are you up to? Dr. Crud is going to look around and look for the most expensive item in the room. So he gathered from his friends that uh, they're... There's possible robbery going to be happening today. So he's going to look for the most expensive item in the room. All right. Roll a perception check. Ooh. First roll of the season. It better not be crap. It is definitely not crap. A 21. Ooh, that's excellent. I will name the specific items. I'll give you a full list. Darius Cavell is holding a cane with a extremely large pearl at the top. His white mother of pearl buttons and cufflinks, since you got above a 20, are completely valueless. Mother of pearl is just shells. But the giant pearl at the top of his cane? Mm-hmm. That is worth a lot of money. Merjim Shaki, the birthday girl. Now, the little sparkles sewn into her dress are rhinestones. They're decorative. It's just a custom dress, probably made by Enzo. Who knows? But that tiara on her head, that is intended to be valuable. That is a diamond tiara with a thousand diamonds making up the shape of it. Lena Topfer, the fox humanoid who used to be a cat burglar, is wearing a rectangular emerald necklace. Now, she was a jewel thief. This girl knows emeralds. She has a gorgeous rectangular emerald, an emerald cut emerald. They name it after it around her neck that is like two inches big. It's got to be heavy. Mila Dufer, the deer mermaid humanoid, has that oval rose quartz necklace and those heavy teardrop rose quartz earrings. They're not super expensive, but they look good. They're big stones for a low price. What's her name? Sorry. Mila. Mila Dufer. Mila. Duferu. And then Felix, of course, is present. And now that you've rolled above a 20, you see that he is wearing topaz cufflinks. Again, former jewel thief. He's got a pricey gem on him. Okay, well, I don't think that uh, he's going to 
try to rob the person he's trying to uh, frame. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Felix is safe. Uh, so I, I'll tell uh, Rain Cloud what I, the most expensive ones in the room, and I'm gonna tell him, you know, we might want to keep an eye on that tiara because that would be the most uh, dramatic thing. That to and, steal. That and the pearl on the cane. You've never seen a pearl that large. It is large enough okay. to hold in his hand. Like, it's a hand-sized pearl. So those two things. So, so why don't you go over to the princess, keep an eye on her, and I'll go talk to my doctor buddy. Keep an eye on him. That's that's not a bad idea. I I wonder, though, I feel like uh, uh, Lena, the, the fox lady, um, might be a good person to, to apply for some information. Um given that this is her whole remit. Maybe she, she would be able to advise me on what's most likely to go missing. I'm, I'm wondering who, who would be so bold at an event like this to, out in the open, steal something from someone. I, 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 wonder, I wonder, is it something more likely to be stolen from a, a lockbox somewhere else in the, in the manor? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, if you're trying to frame someone, it seems like it's going to be personal. Hmm. So the more dramatic it is, the more shock value, the more in trouble the guy gets. <laughs> yes, that's a very good point. Hmm. Let me see. Um, yes, and I, I mean, if I if I if I were to go and engage the princess in conversation, I mean, I'm I'm nervous for one thing, but I, I'm not sure I want to open with, "Oh, hey, I think someone's trying to steal your tiara." <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go down. No, say uh, you got real pretty eyes, and uh, I think I like you. Oh, wow, okay. Some of the classic rain cloud charm. All right, very well. Yeah, write that one down. That one. That one's a gold, golden one. You have got real purty eyes. Um, <laughs> I may adapt this. I may ad-lib this a little bit for my own dialect. Um, you you <clears> have <throat> my permission. Okay. All right, then. So he tosses back uh, uh, champagne. Um, make sure there's no, uh, no sushi around his face. Takes in deep breath. I'm going to try and approach her and just introduce myself in, uh, you know, as courtly a manner as possible. Ah, um, she's currently waltzing with a new person. Her bodyguards see your interest and suggest that you stand in line and wait to waltz with her. There's a line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn, she has a how dance long card. is the line? Okay, okay. Would you like to be <laughs> added on her dance card? It'll put you in I the rotation. I would love to. I would also love to use my smooth-talking ways to convince people ahead of me in the queue to let me skip them or to convince them to go and do something else because I'm not a very patient cat. Roll a persuasion check and let's see how many spaces you skip. So Darius just had to get in line? What the this guy's problem? He can't dance. Okay, I'm rolling garbage today. That's a nine, but I've got a plus four. So 13 persuasion. Eh, all right. One man looks at you, looks at himself, goes, ugh, this Ooh. line's too long, and heads off for the food table. I'm like, yes, there's, there's, there's still some sushi left. You should do yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. So you are standing in line. Mm. And uh, like a few minutes pass. And then she, like, her feet must be in- hurting her because she reaches down to rub her ankle. And she, after this dance, she uh, says something that you can't hear. She's too far away to her guard. And she, like, heads off down a hallway surrounded by guards. But before you can react... A person comes up to your line and says, oh, one moment, she's just going to take a brief break. You know, the lady is visiting mm. the powder room. <laughs> How disappointing. And she'll be right back. Is, is Lena Topfer, uh, what, what's she doing right now? Oh, uh, that is the fox lady. Yeah. 
She's standing with a flute of champagne in her hand, with her arms crossed across her chest. Okay, you may have answered this already. Does she know who I am? No. Okay. All right. I'm going to sidle up then. Uh, Ms. Topfer, I presume, and I go to, like, you know, try and greet her and do the whole hand kiss and bow thing and everything. She holds out her green glove-covered hand to yours, politely like a normal handshake, and she says, Yes, I'm Lena Topfer. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Raincloud Moonglow, fire-breathing kittens. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. And do a general persuasion check to see how this is going down. She is a fox lady who previously dated a spotted cat man, so I'm just saying, like... Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, I got a 21. Okay. She thinks you're cute. Damn. Upon first impression. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, I'm like, I'm, I, I don't mean to... I, I pay her a few compliments. I'm like, oh, what a marvelous uh, emerald necklace you have. Oh, she loves gems. That is definitely the right thing to compliment. Mm. She starts telling you about the mine that it came from and about how it's undyed and unheated. Hmm. Well, I don't have much of an eye for gems, but it has certainly caught my attention. Miss Topfer, I, I don't know how to... I don't mean to alarm you, but it has come to my attention, as it may have come to yours, I know how perceptive you are in these, in these manners, that we may have in our midst uh, a jewel thief who is trying to impersonate um, famous Felix, who, of course, I'm sure you're, you know, he's famous after all. Insight and, um, check. I, insight check. Right after you said jewel thief, something happened. Let's see if you notice. That's another 17 plus 3, so that's a soft 20. Oh, that's pretty good. The moment that you said Jewel Thief, her face with its mm, Volto Barocco Gold mask, a smooth mm. full face covering with a filigree border, it's hard to see out of that mask. So you have to actually turn your head. And because of mm. that and how insightful you are, you see that she turns her head and looks right at Felix when you say a Jewel Thief. And then she looks okay. right at you and she keeps going. But like before you, like her first thought was, mm. Okay. Um, now, I would be lying if I said my first suspect wasn't Felix himself. But I fear that may be all too easy and obvious for this kind of, this kind of job. Could I apply you for some, some insight yourself on this matter? Mm, she's up to discuss intrigue with you because you rolled so high on your persuasion check. She takes a sip of her champagne and goes, of course. Uh, shall we? And I, I gesture to one of these side rooms. Yeah, they're specifically designed for small talk. Sweet. Okay. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's do some small talk. There's gonna... a fancy table and like elegant chairs arranged around it. She has a seat at the table. Um, yeah, I very smoothly attempt to grab two more champagnes from someone passing. Nice. And, uh, Slate of hand check. Oh, man. Oh, I don't. Do I get advantage? No, that's an eight. Eight plus five. Okay, thirteen. Thirteen. You get two shoot, two flutes of champagne. Cool. I'm like, so tell me who, who do you think is up to no good? Oh, she's going gossip with you. Okay, so she is convinced that it's Felix. She mm -hmm. doesn't directly say. Okay, so I'll just I'll voice her. Okay, all right. Felix Leuten is not a good man. He seems like a good person. He seems like he's just stealing for the thrill, you know, never hurt anybody during his thefts. He was so fun to bound across rooftops with. But when I said, hey, you know, the authorities are 
really paying attention to us because of your calling card. They're linking together all of our our thefts, you know. It was years ago, but I can still remember how he looked, that look in his eye, like he couldn't stop. Like nothing would make him stop. Like he wouldn't stop until surrounded by cops, they pumped him full of arrows. Felix is not to be trusted. Okay, I can appreciate that compulsion. Certainly. Yes, interesting. He wouldn't even stop for me. Oh, well, he must be possessed of an iron will then, my lady, because I can't imagine refusing a request of yours. Yeah, so she, like, has seriously fallen out of love with him. Uh, He got them both sent to jail. (laughs) Right, right. Um, So, like, uh, yeah, Raincloud is trying to get information here, um, but he's also full on, like, flirting with her, at least trying to. Yeah, she thinks you're cute and you're not a jewel thief, so... (laughs) As far as she knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, we don't need to play this all out, but I, I, I start expressing an interest in her new career as a, as a, um, uh, a realtor and all that. And I'm just yeah. at least pretending to be fascinated. There's like a wholesome conversation that goes on where she tells you about what it's been like to get first to realtor school was terrifying for her, like to be trained in something. What if she failed? You know, she had this mm. parole officer she had to constantly check in with, you know, her whole trying to convince people she could sell them houses when she's famous for being a jewel thief, you know, like, so you guys genuinely chat. And I think you get a little bit closer as friends because you're, you know, only a little tipsy and very much having a good time chatting. So that's good. You bonded with Lena Topfer. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So Dr. Crud the third. Well, you know, anybody can dance. It's not about move me moving like all those riffraff on the dance floor. You see how they're just moving and all spread eagle and crap. You ain't gotta worry about it. It's like it's about feeling the music. <laughs> feeling it. You don't you don't have to move much. You just feel it. And spending the time with the person you're with. You understand? Who are you talking to? Darius. Oh, Darius. Okay. Oh, <laughs> He can't. He says he can't dance. Are you trying to persuade him to try to dance? Yes. Oh dang. Okay. Uh, do a persuasion check. Okay. I'm With actually, I mean, because you're making the the point that it's not about physical skill; it's about the person you're with and swaying kind of to the music. I'll give you advantage because those are valid points. It's definitely not like you have to waltz, you know. Well, thank you because my first role was a two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my second one was an 18 plus persuasion is 22. Okay. All right. So a slow song comes on and everyone in the room stops waltzing and just kind of sways back and forth. See, there you go. And he's like, I could probably handle that. And he gets in line. Yeah. He gets in line to have a dance with the woman that he's kind of had a crush on for a while marriage him and dr crud is right there with him ah uh, and then uh, after about like 30 seconds he says why hasn't she come back from the bathroom yet uh, you might have a point there it's kind of been a while hasn't it like i kind of want to dance with that woman yeah let's... yeah well i tell you what you wait here i'll go figure out why um he, uh, he's going to look around for uh, Tanier or or Raincloud to see if they sees him, see, sees them. Yeah, Raincloud is just exiting from a tiny room with 
Lena, who has given you her phone number, Raincloud. <laughs> Damn. Got the digits. All right. And Tanager, your ears are ringing as you step out of the, the magically soundproofed mosh pit. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So Tanager comes out clearly way more inebriated and is like wearing those like glow like so where he got like those glow rings like around his neck and his arm and stuff and he's like oh hey what's up guys his, his hair is like slick with sweat and he was dancing like way too hard <laughs> well the princess has been gone for a little while so uh i need one of you guys to keep an eye on Darius. he has the second most expensive crap here so he's a target and i'm gonna go check on the princess or see if she's okay um Yes. I just I got a weird feeling that this princess is up to something and or murdered. So like just don't have that thing happen where you walk in the room, you see a dead body and you're like, "Oh no." And then a group of people comes in and is like, "You did this." Oh, don't worry. I'm going to tell the guard as I'm going there that I'm going to go check on her. I'm a doctor. It's all okay. And come with me so he can be a witness. So if that happens, I got a witness saying I didn't kill her. Thank you. That's the only thing I'm worried about. That and where is that waiter? <laughs> Looking around for the champagne. Oh, they're avoiding you now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Crud will uh, go up to one of the... One of her guards say, your princess has been gone for a very long time. I'm a doctor. I'd like to make sure that she's okay. Can you come with me and uh, we'll go check on her? Sure. Uh, You guys head down a hallway. Now, do a persuasion check on the guard to see if they'll let you into the inner parts. Because there's clearly roped off areas for the guest. And I don't know if they're going to let you through. Okay. That's going to be a 16. Okay. So that's a yes. Um, and you guys can go through to the private bathroom. I mean, I'm not asking to go by myself. I'm saying oh, that you yeah, can yeah, escort no. me. No, so, no, yeah. yeah. Just to see if he, if if they would. She, if she needs help. Yeah, okay. And you guys walk to the bathroom. It's the private bathroom. It's super nice. It's um, very clean. And the guard knocks on the door. And you wait. And the guard knocks again. Merge him. And the guard starts to look a little bit nervous. Okay, now we're both witness to each other's fact that we did not murder her if she is in fact dead in here. Okay? Open the door. <laughs> and the guard <laughs> the guard says, ma'am, we're going to open the door. Is that all right? And there's no answer. And the guard opens the door. And you see a very, very large bathtub. Like, that's nice. That's a very large bathtub. But nothing else. Is it Luxodon large? Yeah, and it's got jets. Oh my, that is a lovely bathtub. I knew that one in my house. But there's no Yvika. person in the room, and there's no pool of blood or anything. <laughs> like, uh, Do a perception check or an investigation check. Okay. Uh, well, one good thing is that we don't have to worry about getting blamed for the murder, because there ain't nobody here. <laughs> Habeas corpus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, what is my investigation is that, my persuasion, or my perception is better, so I'll use that. That's going to be a 21. Okay, while kneeling down and looking for fine clues, obviously there's no blood puddle, but maybe there's something, you know, you're searching. Like one of the itty bitty diamonds out of her tiara? <laughs> no, that would be a pretty cheap tiara. 
Um, you look, and on the table next to the toilet is a purse. Do I recognize that as being hers? It's hard to say. It's definitely silver-colored and small enough to fit in, like, a dress pocket, because all dresses should have pockets. And... I pick it up, show it to the guard, say, is this her purse? Gonna do a guard check. Guard check! Guard doesn't know. Guard has no idea. Guard is like, ah. Dr. Crud opens it up and looks for an ID. There's some loose cash and some phone numbers. She's um, written down some phone numbers from eligible bachelors at the ball. Communication stone numbers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's hard to say. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just leave this here with you. You can put it in the lost and found. And if it is the princesses, you can give it back to her. Tell her, you know, all the money's still in there. I didn't take a thing. And, uh, well, your princess is missing. Good job. You're a great security guard. <laughs> okay. All right. And- <laughs> Good. He's going to hustle you out of the room and back to the main part of the ballroom. Because <laughs> for some reason, they're no longer your friend. <laughs> Because they're busy, because they're bad at their job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Well, boys, uh, guess what? Well, there ain't no dead body in there, so that's great. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, You ain't got to worry about, yeah, you ain't got to worry about us being, or me being uh, falsely accused of murder, but uh, there ain't no body, period. The, The princess is gone. I, I have to ask, is this something that happens to you regularly, that you get accused of murder? Because you really seem to be wanting to get ahead of this story before it's even taken place. Well, look, both my 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 dad and my brother, and probably in future generations down and on later on later seasons, my whole family's been part of this uh this uh this guild. And there are stories. Yeah, you mm. need to get out in front of stuff. Trust me. You got to get out in front of it. Very well. Good to know. Good to know. Royalty loves faking their own deaths. The number of times it's nearing three that I've been accused of murdering someone just because they're like bored. So you just you always got to be on edge. I'll be honest. I'm starting to slightly second guess my decision to accompany you both (laughs) to this. (laughs) seems like you're surrounded by accusations of the murder of wealthy people and we've put ourselves right in the viper's nest as it were but you seem like you seem like very trustworthy fellows to me so i'm not making any accusations well, well this one is you know what they say you sleep with royals you wake up with murder accusations i did not know that well this was not a murder though this is more seeming to be a kidnapping and to be fair you were the one talking about pulling uh, cards out of people's guts earlier. So. Oh, God. That's come back to haunt me already. The brain cloud, <laughs> you have to get off the vivisection. I'm I'm desperately trying. Believe me, I am trying. Um, I, well, I was going to tell you that I have uh, like a half, a flimsy half lead, but it, it appears that the disappearance of the princess is uh, much more pertinent. Um, I, shall we fan out and, and look for her? Should we alert more guards? They seem kind of incompetent. Yeah, well, what they can do is we they can ha- ask, have them posted at all the entrances and exits to keep everybody in. Because more than likely, one of these people are the bad guys. So, and then we need to search this place top to bottom, see if we can find her. Hmm, indeed. And um, let me ask you, was there, was there an exit to that bathroom uh, other than the one that you came through? 
Did I see a window? You remember that there was not an exit. Okay. Nope, just that one door. Did there happen to be a window with like a set of curtains that had been flung open dramatically, like waving in a in the breeze? There was no. not. <laughs> but I did find a purse, but the dumbass guard didn't know whether it was his or not, hers or not. And there was no ID in there. There was just like a couple coins and some uh and some some, some sending stone numbers and but so I don't know if it's hers. I gave it to the guard, told him to put it in lost and found. But uh yeah. Did the sending stone numbers were they accompanied by names? Maybe those are uh potential suspects. Well, let's go see if we can find that dummy and go get the purse back and find out. Do I see the dummy in question? The guard? Uh yeah. yes, you see the guard talking to two other guards. Uh, Dr. Cred will walk up to him. All right, guys, we need to get this building locked down because your princess is missing, and so uh, we need to search the place to see. Oh, by the way, I'm Fire Breathing Kittens. I'm a, I'm official. I was like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am the authority. So, uh, and can I have that purse back? We need to check the uh, check it once more real quick. Persuasion check. Okay. Persuasion. 21. <laughs> what was that? 21. All right, so they do follow your directions to start locking down the building, but, like, super secretly. So, like, anyone leaving okay. is whispered to and directed to another area. Because they're not bad guards. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> they are in our eyes right now. Yeah, they are in your eyes right now. And then they um, start to to retrieve the purse for you. You can have it. It's like a silver wallet-type purse, very thin and it has a piece of paper with phone numbers in it. And it's got like a, a first name and then like a smiley face <laughs> and a frowny face next to some of them. <laughs> One of them has a star. <laughs> They're all just various people in, you know, maybe like six names. Uh, I'll head it over to uh, Ranker. You're the one that asked for that, right? Yes. Uh, do yeah. do I recognize any of, the, any of the names on it? You recognize Roe? Wait, actually, no. You didn't meet Ro. Um, hmm. No, you didn't meet any of the people that she danced with. Okay. Does do do the others recognize any of them? I was gonna. I, I didn't. I don't think I really watched her dance with anybody. But I was thinking, just give one of the numbers a call, and then be like, "Hey, did you give your phone number out in the last like hour? Who'd you give it to?" And we'll be able to determine who owns the purse. Oh, good idea. Well, sure as hell, white you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. I'm trying to save a princess. Yeah, oh, we'd be outside if we could go outside. Um, how about uh, one of us calls? Uh, presumably, someone has asked access to a sending stone and pretends to be like her her valet or something, and is like calling on behalf of the princess to make sure she wasn't given a fake number because we have to shield <laughs> shield her from such improprieties. <laughs> All right, go ahead, role play it. Let's. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Either I don't know if we have a sending stone. If there's a public sending stone, but uh, I'll call number 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 one. Okay. All right. You use the public sending stone that's been placed near the the small rooms for their guests' convenience. The stone okay. booth. Yeah, the stone booth. The stone booth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and she is uh, Merjim Shaki. That's her name. Yep. Okay. Good evening, I'm calling on behalf of uh, Merjam Shockey just to confirm that this is indeed uh, the correct phone number that she was given. 
A male voice answers the line. He says, Yes, I gave my number to Merjim Shaki. And what is your full name and title, please, sir? Rovenkataraman. Rovenkataraman. Very well. Um, yes, that's all we need. Uh, please uh, do not expect a call. Do not contact the princess directly, but keep your sending stone at your side at all times. She does not like to be kept waiting. Of course. Such a pleasure. He... The pleasure is all yours. Yeah. Good evening. He's at a place with loud sounds in the background and chatter. Okay. Very possibly at the party. Hmm. Um, okay, can we rattle through the rest of those and see if we learn anything more? All of them confirm that they gave their number to Merjim Shaki, and they all have a loud background noise with voices talking and music. Okay. All right. Um, is there I, any other pertinent information? Any unusual names or anything, anyone we'd recognize or suspect or anything like that? To narrow down the list of suspects, I'm not going to give you their names unless you want me okay. to, and then I will randomly generate five more names. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, no, that's fine. It's okay. Okay. So we know we know it's her purse. That was job done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Craig Jr. is going to open a little flap at the end of the mask uh, of the uh, where his trunk is, take a deep sniff, and see if he can locate it by smell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perception check. With advantage. Mm, you're in a crowded room with like hundreds of people and this is her well, house. So. It specifically says I get advantage for it. Okay. I'm going to apply disadvantage because she lives here Aww. and this is a crowded room with 500 people. Okay. That's going to be an 18 then. Okay. Her smell is all around you because she lives here. This is her house. But I have the fresh scent from the purse. Yeah. Okay, you did get an 18, and I will say with your 18, you find that the scent is strongest in the hallways leading to the other parts of the house. Yeah, she just um, messed off. Maybe she's in bed. Let's go check her bedroom. Well, if you're looking to get executed by a noble, that's a good way to go about it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if we split up, I think Tanager is the, is the fellow to, um, to check the bedrooms. Seems to be his department. Oh yes, I I smooch all the time. Everybody, I'm I'm a big old smoocher. Yes, I mean that's your reputation. It seems strange that you would point that out, but very well. Yeah, yeah. It's just when you smooch as much as I do, do you feel need just to to let everyone know? I kind of like am nervous, like very glad I'm wearing a mask right now. I can feel a lot of heat coming off your mask, Tanger. Are you okay? Uh, it's probably just a curse. I get them sometimes in the fall. <laughs> From from all the smooching, I presume. Oh, yes. It's jealous lovers. They just, ugh. Them and hags are just constantly beating down my sinuses. Oh, it must be such a burden for you. Oh, yes. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to go, uh, just before he finishes the sentence, is already, like, booking it down the hallway. It's like, oof, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Glide wants to go and check out the hallways, too. Um, maybe stealthily and looking for, I don't know, what evidence? I don't know. So being a trickery cleric... I can give you a boon that gives you advantage on stealth checks until I oh. use this ability oh. again. Do you have to be within a certain distance of him? Uh, I think just to cast it, but then then I can go off. You know what? I've got a plus seven to stealth. Maybe it would be best to save that for something a bit more uh, more of an emergency or to give it to Crud if he needs it. Oh, I have no stealth. Yeah, all right. Then I'll give it to Crud. 
card you have big, advantage on stealth big checks. Elephant dude. Cool. Yeah, big old elephant dude with chain mail inside of his uh, <laughs> lining the inside of his coat. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so describe what you're trying to have happen. So you're splitting up and sneaking off into the hallways of the private mm. residence. Can I ask, is this where that bathroom was? All of the private residence areas are beyond the ballroom. The bathroom is okay. back there, but so is a lot of other stuff. Okay. Well, I'd like to very quickly, if I can, check that bathroom for secret doors and panels and stuff. But you're currently in the ballroom, so your goal okay. is to sneak out of the ballroom, right? Yes, yes. Individually, without your party members? Well, we don't really have to sneak. They, The guards know that we're investigating. Okay, so your goal is to convince the guards to let you, as a guild, explore the house to investigate? Mm, I don't think that's going to work. I think stealth might be better. Um, well, okay, because I can create an illusionary double of myself. So I could use that to... I mean, it would... Hmm. If I cause enough commotion with my illusionary double, that might distract the guards. Probably get me kicked out of the party. But, like, if we're moving into, like, it's sort of an investigation phase, you know, might just take the L. But, um, and then, you know, that might get us, like, uh, sneak around. But if the guards find us when we're sneaking around in the back hallways, we'll just get kicked out anyway. Hmm. So, this is an interesting conundrum. I'm equally comfortable sneaking as I am persuading. I suppose I've got higher stealth than persuasion, so... That's why I'm almost thinking, like, maybe double down, I give you the the boon, and then, because mm. you're the best stealth, and then you just go by yourself and look. Yeah, I like that idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to sneak out of the party. Well, yeah. Let's see. I got a negative one stealth. Yeah. So. Dr. Crud, why don't you go talk to the guards? We'll go up to the guards and kind of be like, hey, we want to go back yeah. there and they'll be like no you can't go and then we'll use that as a distraction you have like no faith in your persuasion ability all right yeah he doesn't but I i've been doing it all right all <laughs> all night so yeah no, <laughs> i mean i'm pretty persuasive it's just like these guys are doing a job you know mm. so dr crud will take uh tangier with him and uh motion to rain cloud go go hide go away and hide Go hide, go hide, go hide. And he marches up to the, the guard. Well, hi there again. Uh, we're going to continue our investigation. We're going to go back there again. We're going to look at the bathroom some more. We're going to go, uh, we're going to go start our search from the top to bottom, just like I said you were going to do earlier. So, uh, thank you. Question. Are you showing your fire breathing kittens guild tattoo? Yeah, I made a little door so that I could open. <laughs> okay. You like lift the mask I'll flash it. from that. I'll flash it. Okay. It's on your trunk. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the mask off, and I ain't trying to hide nothing. Look, my pretty old eyes. Well, taking off so your you mask is a gesture of goodwill and trust forming, so I'll give you a plus two, which is not as good at as advantage, but it's half your proficiency, or it's like your proficiency at this level. Yeah. So it'll be a plus six instead of a plus four with an 18. 24. What? <laughs> 24. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See? 18. Yeah. Oh, no. I, plus I, six. Yep, yep, yep. 24. You have full guard <laughs> permission to explore the castle. Because <laughs> 24. Okay. 
at level All right, two. Thank you very much. Here, you can have my mask. I don't need it right now. Uh, Tangier, let's go, buddy. Alright. Dope. Um, and then I guess Raincloud was going to do a stealth check, question mark. <laughs> uh, I mean, we now have permission, right? Well, I still think it might be a good idea to keep you in stealth, just in case, like, this is going to be one of those, like, daisy chain of words. But if the princess knows what the guards know, then the princess might be, like, on alert. Or, sorry, not princess, the lady, um, the birthday girl. But basically, if we get in there and she sees me and Dr. Crud, it might be beneficial to still have, like, our third-party member be stealthed in case, you know, I don't know, something wild happens. 100%. Or he could botch it and get tossed out. Yeah, then we still have at least some sort of in. So I guess I'll kind of just, like, as I'm walking, I'll keep my hand down going, like, no, stay cool, stay cool. Okay, so should I roll stealth then? If you're... Slinking through the shadows on the edges of the hallway, dashing from curtain to curtain. And with advantage from Tanager. Okay. Okay, that's a 7 plus 7. That's an 18 plus 7, so 25. Okay, so we've got one very permissioned group and one very stealth group, you guys. (laughs) All right. right. Yeah, you're in the hallways for sure. Cool. Um, I definitely want to check that bathroom for secret... Exits. Okay, perception check in the bathroom. And is the group with you, or are you separate from the group? I think I could slink in and do that on my own. Um, Unfortunately, I rolled a 5, plus 5, so that's a 10. Okay, the tub is gigantic. You curl Mm -hmm. up in it like a cat, and it fits you perfectly at one of the ends, and Mm -hmm. you're so pleased by that that it takes you like five minutes to decide to get up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you were checking for stuff, but you've forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, I, I appear to have dozed off. Where were we? Oh, yes, yes. Intrigue. Of course, of course, of course. Yes, it seems the bathroom is clear of secret exits, gentlemen, as far <laughs> as I can tell. Oh, does that mean you've rejoined them in the hallway? Yes. Okay. By this point, you've made your way pretty far into the personal area of this mansion, and I'm going to describe it. This area of the mansion looks more private than the ballroom. It's less for show, more for comfort. Right now, you're wandering through a part that has wooden shelves holding equipment, boxes, and bottles. There is a wooden door with a sign on it. What does the sign read? The sign says, (laughs) do not open. (gasps) Dr. Crud immediately opens it. (laughs) Tanager was already reaching out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, you guys. Oh, no. As you open the door... The blackness beyond is punctuated by pairs of red eyes. Everyone roll initiative for when we <laughs> br- get back to the fire-breathing kittens. Joining us this time were Tanager. Uh, hopefully see you again. <laughs> Dr. Crud the third. Oh, don't worry. I'll just talk this cat back into the, into the, into behind the door and we'll be all just fine. And Raincloud. Time to get these claws out. Bye-bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, 
all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. And did you know that we have webcomics? Look for the adventures of fire-breathing kittens on webtoons.com. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Welcome back to Fire-Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are joined again by Dr. Crud Third. Well, don't you worry about this 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 thing that uh, we're about to uh, have an encounter with. Uh, we we got it covered. Raincloud Moonglow. Well, hello. And Tanager Goodfellow. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Tanny in the building, about to mess up some spooky eyes. Cumbia. Everyone, please roll a d20. 18. 16. 11. What is what is that? Is that a 20 or a 1? I'm holding a dice up to the camera. What number does 15. it say? 15. Who's the closest to 15? That would be the 16. Yeah, 16. That's, uh, that's your boy Tanny. Please tell us what happened last time. Last time on Fire Breathing Kittens, uh, the wonderful trio of Dr. Crud, Rain Clow, and uh, Tanninger were found a uh, flyer for a local public masquerade ball. So naturally we attended. Um, there we met a variety of interesting folk from an ex-jewel thief to a love-struck man with a cane. Um, after attempting a number of various hijinks with varying levels of success, uh, we discovered that the birthday girl had gone missing and launched an investigation to find out why and where she went. Currently, we are in the back part of the estate, um, removed from the public, but Dr. Crud gained us entry with his persuasion, and after finding a door marked Do Not Open, we did the adventurely thing and <laughs> immediately opened it. Uh, we were met with an inky void and spooky red eyes. And then I think you were just going to pick it up from after we had defeated it and found a bunch of gold, or... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wish. Everybody roll initiative. Uh, that's a seven for Tanager. Uh, I got a negative one to initiative, so that's going to be a 16. I got an eight plus three, so that's an 11. Wow, so the guy with a negative initiative goes first. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I'm half in the bag. <laughs> Speaking of half in the bag, which I don't know what that means, but you guys are half in the doorway. So who was in front? <laughs> that would be me. Okay, Dr. Crud Third, you are met with their surprise round as you open the door and they come at you. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Tanager does an overly dramatic, Dr. Crud, no! <laughs> <laughs> Out from the inky blackness, the pair of red eyes moves slowly over the floor towards you. <laughs> it's an attack Roomba, and you know this because it comes at your foot and bludgeons you. <laughs> <laughs> it rolls a natural one to hit, <laughs> and it misses your foot and 
hits the wall with that like dink sound when the <laughs> the Roomba runs into the corner of <laughs> of the doorway. <laughs> However, the next four Roombas are also coming at you. Four more. <laughs> One. <laughs> they're going to try to scrub you clean. <laughs> One tries to hit uh, you with a fifteen. No. One tries to hit you with an eight. No. One tries to hit you with a five. No. And one tries to hit you with an 18. Yes, meet it to beat it. <laughs> okay. The last Roomba, um, <laughs> passing through the the bodies of its friends that are bumping into walls, <laughs> comes at you and deals two bludgeoning damage. And then with its little spraying brushes, does three acid damage. <laughs> so five total? Five total damage. Okay, so here's the thing. Dr. Crud is uh, a pacifist, but these are machines, so uh, I think he'd be okay destroying them. Hmm. Yeah. I did not expect that. Okay, so... um. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the also thing. He has nothing for offensiveness. <laughs> Dr. Crud, just step on them or something. <laughs> Tanager's freaking out at these attack Roombas. He wasn't ready for a battle. Um, yeah, he's just going to uh, smack it with the trunk, the one he's engaged with. He's just going to look down at it, say, ow, and punch it with his trunk. Unarmed strike. Sure. Yeah. So I was not expecting this. <laughs> He's never heard a fly in his life, but Roombas. So oh. Eight team to hit. That hits. That's one damage. Okay. Aw. You hit Roomba number five for one damage. Get him. <laughs> After Dr. Crud the third, it's Raincloud. Um, okay. Well you best believe that Raincloud is freaked out by these uh these Roombas. But he steals himself. Um Quickly, uh, I have night vision or dark vision. Can I, what, just quickly, what, can you describe the room? What do I see? Or do I have even time to do that? The door opened upon a closet that is full of boxes, oh. bottles, cleaning supplies, a mop, and five Roombas. And okay, charging cool. stations, right? For the Roombas. <laughs> and charging stations. <laughs> cool. Well, um, Which uh, are uh, magical crystal platforms. Uh, I'm presuming an 18 hits, um... And that I'm entitled to sneak attack damage because I've got an ally within five feet of the, the person I'm attacking. Yeah, uh, fifth so, edition so, rules. Yeah, so it's an 18 to hit, uh, and it's 11 plus 7 sneak attack damage, so 18 damage total to one of these Roombas. Please describe what happens. Um, all right, door flings open. We all go, as we see what's going on. I don't think Rainclad knows what a Roomba is, but uh, something <laughs> something primal and deep within him, within his uh, cat uh, medulla oblongata fires and um, he just he just instinctively without even thinking about it he just kind of goes Mow! whips out his rapier spins it around and just like uh, downward stab two handed uh, probably going right through and into the floorboards of one of these Roombas <laughs> yes yes that is what happens Roomba 2 is down you've to bring back that fly analogy you've pinned it Nice, nice. I would then like to use my cunning action to disengage and hide behind Dr. Crud's uh, ample <laughs> leg, I guess. Yes, 
these Roombas do have tremor sense, though. So since you're standing on the ground, your hide fails that first time because they're not oh. sensing you with sight. They're sensing I... you by your feet being on the ground. So okay, I've just I'm let not... you know. Cool. I'm, no, I'm not technically not technically using the hide action, using the disengage, uh, and then I'm just jumping. I'm just getting behind him, basically. So it's not okay. Hide. Cool. You are but behind him. Yeah, yes. they they don't have eye they they have red lights. They don't have eyeballs. <laughs> cool. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> After rain cloud, it is Tanager. All right. Well, um, so there's four of them that are up, correct? Yes. Um, we were all together in a cluster. So, I have a word of radiance. That affects everything within five feet. So how many could I have fit afflict with this? All of them. You're all really tight. It's a closet. There's some shelving, like pictures, super tight quarters. Cool. So they need to beat a 12 uh, constitution save. or And if they pass, they don't take anything. Otherwise, they take uh, five points of damage. Three of them pass just because dice. Yeah. So one of them takes five damage, you said? Yeah, five damage. Okay. What does it look like as it takes that damage? So Tanninger brings his holy symbol, which is a drinking horn. So, like, he's just been holding a cup the whole time. They've been, like, going into the, like, back area. And he drinks it high, and, like, as it, like, reaches his apex, and he begins to chug, uh, like, a light begins to shine from it, and then, like, bolts not bolts but more like pillars of light just like slam down on these roombas and tanager says go away (laughs) (laughs) one of the pillars of light slams into a room right i guess it's a circular robot um construct sorry shattering the red light on it and now it only has one light (laughs) (laughs) you fool that's roomba number three is that the end of your turn yeah, that's all I can do, really. Okay, after Tanager, the Roombas are active again. Well, four of them are. <laughs> because one of them has been speared through itself and is no longer active. So, all right. Roomba number one is going to try to do a cleaning spray. It projects a 30-foot-long and 5-foot-wide line of corrosive acid cleaning spray. Creatures in the area must make a DC-12 dexterity saving throw. Oops, I wasn't supposed to tell you the number. Don't. Don't cheat. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I have a question. How effective are these things at cleaning if they're shooting acid everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Super effective. That's what I was wondering. Like, is this going to mess up my outfit? Because I can't afford, like, this is a rental. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dexterity saving throw? Uh, is this all of us have to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Cool. I mean, it's just vinegar and baking soda, I presume, so it's not going to be <laughs> bad. Oh, boy. Uh, um, that's a 10 for me. 13. 7 minus 1 is 6. Oh, everyone except for Raincloud takes 5 acid damage. Raincloud, you only take 2. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, Tanager, that acid damage is to the clothes and you. <laughs> My bank account! <laughs> <laughs> don't you know mending though so oh that's right i always forget that <laughs> i am that type of cleric <laughs> don't worry everyone our security deposits will be fine 
The next three Roombas are going to each try to attack each of you. One of them tries to hit Dr. Crud the Third for a non-natural 20. That'll hit. You take three bludgeoning damage and two acid damage. Scrub, scrub, scrub. Whir, whir. <laughs> One of them tries to hit Tanager for 13 to hit. Uh... So are we wearing armor, or we're not, right? Yeah. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah, it's under your then, costume. Yeah. Um, uh, then I'm fine. 14. Okay. It misses you, and it makes a little dink sound as it runs into the shelf. So adorable, but so deadly. <laughs> <laughs> and rain cloud. That's a gnat one. Yep. That one gets stuck under a shelf, and its butt is sticking out, and it can't turn around. Aha, baboozled! <laughs> That's number three. The one that was coming at you because it's been injured and it saw its friend die. No, it's just a Roomba. It's just moving randomly, but that's number three. It's stuck. Yeah, don't humanize these robots. I don't want to feel bad about this. <laughs> and it was just, it's stuck under a shelf. And that's the end of the Roomba's turn. Dr. Crud Jr., the third. Darn it. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Crud, the third. <laughs> you just skipped it's like two turn. generations. I know it's hard. We're so used to the the, the second season was is too close to the third season. <laughs> Can I quickly ask? Are they still? Are they all outside of the closet now? Yes. Um, okay. When is each in melee range of each of you? Okay, I'm just gonna step on it. I guess uh, that's gonna be a four fifteen to hit. That hits one damage. So Tanger kind of like it goes. Oh. Down to 10 hit points. So like a full-on pacifist. Like you don't... I mean, I don't know any healing spells. This is fun. As I'm like dodging Roomba attacks. <laughs> is that the end of your turn, Crud? Yep. Alright. Raincloud, you're up. Okay, does a 10 hit? Are you striking the one that is stuck under the shelves, or are you striking either of the surviving ones? I'm going to go for, the, go for the one stuck under the shelf. Does that mean advantage? Because you're striking the one under the shelf, you've got advantage. Okay, it can't move. It's, it's stuck under the shelf. It wouldn't have hit one of the others, though. Okay, and that's, that's only an 11 this time, though. Okay, yeah, you miss. It's a slippery floor. You step over it to try to hit it, but you keep sliding and you move a foot past where you thought you'd be. Okay. Um, so am I... Am I still in melee range? Like, will I? Am I in an opportunity attack range if I move out of it? Uh, disengaging. You are in melee with the Roomba. Okay. But it is stuck under a shelf, and it can't attack you with opportunity because it it's stuck. Okay. Well, then I will just use my cunning action to hide, um, in the closet. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Raincloud leaps into the closet and closes the door. <laughs> oh, no, I'll leave the door open. I'll leave Leaves the, door, the open. door open. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you see a, a cattail twitching from the top shelf as he's like way up in the top back of the closet. <laughs> oh, this is this is very cozy. I like it in here. <laughs> Sorry, you I mean, slipped I... on all my blood that's on the floor. <laughs> um, Raincloud, I don't yes. entirely see your plan here. <laughs> you seem to be... Um, but look how cozy and comfy it is in here. I'm all enclosed in a little space and nobody knows where I am. Ah, all right, all right. Ow. Hey, Dr. Crud, you're, you're, you're a thick boy. Why don't you try picking up one of these Roombas from the top and then just point it away from you? Well, I'll try that if I survive in my next turn. 
Oh, you will. I have faith in. Come on, have faith in God. We're clerics, mm-hmm. my man. <laughs> no, I've known God for quite a while, and uh, you know she could be mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess when my God drinks a little too much whiskey, he can be a, a bit of a, a a bit of a b word. <laughs> um, is it my turn, or are the does a robot go between? Is there anything else that you were going to do on your turn, Rain Cloud? Um, no, no, that's that's all good. <laughs> then it's Tanager's turn. Uh, cool. So I will be word of radiancing again. So the remaining that I can get within a five foot have to make checks. Yeah. Again, all of them, they're not trying to fan out. They're trying to clean. Cool. So that was a DC what? Uh, 12. Okay. And But it's only two damage this time. <laughs> Three of them fail. Well, there we go. And uh, Tanninger, like, you know, he's been speaking a little bit, but he's just resuming chugging out of his drinking horn as he, like, it's not a spell that you can channel, but I'm just casting it every round, so I'm just continuously chugging. <laughs> All right. Is that the end of your turn? Yep. Okay. At the end of Tanager's turn, it's the Roombas who are going to try to attack each of you, but seeing as how there's no rain cloud, I'm going to roll a dice to see if they attack Tanager. Or oh, we, we already know where he's going, where it's going. Tanager. That's what the dice says. Good. Tanager's okay. feeling brave. <laughs> he got a pretty good roll on his HP last time. The first one attacks Tanager for a four to hit. The second one attacks Tanager for a 17 to hit. Does that hit? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, it does three bludgeoning damage and three acid damage. Okay. As it scrub scrub. Where? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty... No, I'm fine. I'm up. The... It says there's four of these things. Whoa, one of them's stuck. Got it. Okay. And then does a 10 hit Dr. Cred the third? No. You live! <laughs> this time. So Tanager... And that's the end of their turn. Tanager has one hit point, and he looks at Dr. Crud like, See? We're fine! <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. This is juicy. Dr. Crud the Third, it's your turn. And Dr. Crud the Third is going to attempt to pick one up and put it upside down on the shelf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully not the shelf that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, a perception pers- check because you, you pick it up. One. A one? Okay. You missed the very obvious button in the middle of it. Yep. <laughs> and you're now holding it in your hands. Where do you what do you do with it? I put it upside down on the shelf. <laughs> okay. All right. It attempts to write itself and fails. <laughs> <laughs> My god, they're more advanced than turtles. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of your turn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rain cloud, it's your turn. Just to give you a status update. Mm-hmm. There's two damaged ones on the floor attacking your friends. One of them is damaged and stuck under a shelf. One of them is undamaged and it's attempting to write itself on the shelf and failing. And one is very broken. Okay, so is the one that's stuck actually actively attacking? It hasn't yet changed its position since it got stuck. <laughs> okay, so okay, but it, can it still spray acid from where it is? Under the shelf, but not at yeah. your friends. Okay, cool. So, um, do I have sneak attack on the one that's attacking my friends? Actively. 
because you're up hidden in a closet, yes, they don't yes. expect you to be coming. Okay, well They're then I will leap. Tremor sensors, yeah. I will leap out with my natural 20. Whoa. With a, with a loud ha ha, <laughs> brandishing my rapier. Um, and I've totted up the damage to 21 as I do another, oh. another like sword <laughs> downwards, uh, oh my gosh. golden okay. axe style pipe. Make move. a perception check. Ooh. Okay. It's a 10 plus 5, 15. Okay. As your sword crushes this poor Roomba, I'm just going to strike that one out. That one's dead. <laughs> uh, you, with a 15, notice that there was a big round button on the top of it, but it's okay. crushed now. Okay. And that's the end of your turn, right? Well, do I have time to say, oh, there's off buttons on these things? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll use the rest of my turn to take up a, a defensive position um, with my allies. Aw, your one HP allies. Tanager, mm. it's your turn. There's one stuck under a shelf, one flipped on its back on a shelf, and one danger Roomba. What do you do? I think... Tanger understands that they have off buttons. <laughs> but he's just so in the moment. He pauses from his chug and then just goes, Die! And then we'll word of radiance again. Death to the Roombas. Though I definitely think we should steal them. Uh, they gotta make the, the 12 check. Ah, yeah. got it. Sorry, like I... It fails. That's five damage to it. It's still up with three hit points. See? These things are dangerous. I'm going to roll a dice, and I'm going to see who it attacks, because it could kill you guys. And it still does have its cleaning spray. Actually, that's very fair. Um, the cleaning spray attacks all of you, so Boy. that's what it's going to do. The, the Roomba projects a 30-foot-long and 5-foot-wide line of corrosive acid cleaning spray. Creatures in the area must make a DC... Uh, um, dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Don't do it twice. Um, <laughs> so I rolled a five plus minus one, so that's a four. <laughs> okay, but I got a 16, so. I got a 12. Meet it to beat it. So Tanager and Raincloud take two acid damage. Dr. Crud the third takes five. All of a sudden you hear a loud crash as Dr. Crud... Starts making death saving throws. Yeah, Tanger too. Oh no! It's the cool thing to do. Everyone's doing oh. it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Dr. Crud the third, it's your turn. Please make a death saving throw. Oh no! That's a failure. One fail. You'll be fine. <laughs> Tanager. Oh no! Rain cloud. It's your turn. Your friend just is convulsing on the ground. It looks like he's heading towards the light. <laughs> My first, my first concern here is that there are no guards around that I've uh, been able to convince that I'm not responsible for these murders. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna straight up fra get framed. <laughs> I'm instantly panic. I'm instantly panicking. Um, okay, so the situation is uh, both my friends are down, mm -hmm. and there's one like active threat. Yes, and it's okay. doing a little magical spark, spark, because it's very damaged. Okay. It also has an off button. <laughs> yeah, but we've already said we don't care about those. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> or, or I haven't seen them. We're cool. <laughs> like we. What? 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 What looks? What looks easier? Uh, uh, stabbing it or pressing the off button? That's up to you, player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, um, well, is it going to be just an attack roll? Turn off the or do I? I don't know this. To press the button. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if okay. You, well, if you hit it, then you'll turn it off. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I will uh, then. Well, I rolled really good damage on my. Pre- I, I'm going to attack it because look, we're in the middle of combat. I've seen my friends just fall. This is Ooh. not a time to be calmly, you know, checking instruction manuals and, and turning <laughs> things off and on. No, I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go three for three. Uh, I rolled a twelve. I don't think that's enough, but. Meet it to beat it. <laughs> AC twelve. I'll send you guys my DM notes after the session. It really does have AC twelve. Do you do uh, more than three damage? I do twenty <laughs> damage. <laughs> you fool. Oh, well, I okay. probably wouldn't get sneak attack, so I do no, eight damage, but yes, no, yes. No, because you don't have any allies. Uh-uh. Correct, correct. Okay, eight damage, eight damage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, eight damage. Describe what happens. Um, yeah, same thing again. I'm, uh, I spot, I, I've noticed the off buttons, and I'm, like, trying to deftly press it, but I'm just like, ah, screw it! And I, just, <laughs> I just stab it again with my right beer. You, you try to press... You try to press it with That's your sword. That's what I was going to say. Send that button to hell. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting my paws near this thing. Um, yeah, so I do that, and it explodes, I hope. It explodes! Cool. <laughs> Doing 10 more and... damage to everybody. <laughs> it explodes quietly in a little small explosion. <laughs> Fantastic. I will say that there's suddenly a very silent room except for the whir whir of the one that's trying to write itself on the shelf and the one that's stuck under the shelf and your your friends are eerily silent uh i'm gonna take turn orders because if you guys die you die so so after rain cloud it's tanager tanager make a death saving throw Oof. yeah that's a five that's a fail the roombas whir whir crud jr or dr crud the third we please wish it was crunching you right now. <laughs> uh, please That's make a pass. A death okay, one pass. Ooh. Now, listeners, Dr. Crud III has one pass and one fail. The first one to reach three happens unless... Raincloud, it's your turn. What do you do? Um, I will try to stabilize Dr. Crud. Okay, please roll a medicine check. Oh, boy. Not my forte. It is mine. Oh, but I rolled a 19. All right. Plus one. Soft 20. Nice. Dr. Crud the third. You wake up to a... Describe what you look like again. Um, Just a very handsome snow leopard tabaxi uh, dressed up, I suppose, like Paul McCartney on the back cover <laughs> of, uh, of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band with a uh, cat mask that he's lifted up above his head. And he's got a very concerned look in his face. His, his uh, cat pupils are doing the big round... Uh, thing that they do and uh, I suppose he's licking his face to try and stabilize him <laughs> Dr. Crud's eyes open looks right up at him his arms come and embrace him and says thank thank you okay I try to say you're welcome but I'm being hugged too hard <laughs> <laughs> and then his, Dr. Crud's hand reaches out slaps Tangier Probably in the face, because he can't see where he's going, and casts Spare the Dying. Nice. Tanager, you're no longer in danger of dying. Am I at zero or one? We are both at one. Okay, so then I get up, and I'm like, see, we're fine. Huzzah! We have bested some household appliances. (laughs) Death to the Roomba. Fire-breathing kittens forever! FBK! (laughs) Oh, man, we should really find that noble woman. 
That's what we were supposed to do. Instead, we <laughs> just fought their vacuums. I feel like there's a lesson here, but I'm not quite sure what it is. I, Let's continue. I'm fully not doing a bit. I also feel like there's a lesson here. I can't exactly find what it is. Maybe the lesson is... Do not open the door marked, do not open. The lesson I'm taking from it is if you wish to... Um, if you wish to uh, uh, inconvenience people, set some traps behind the door with a do not open sign on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there a window? He hasn't oh. learned that curiosity killed the cat. Hey. <laughs> well, not this time. Not this time. No, it killed the elephant. It killed everyone but the cat. <laughs> yeah. And also, me and Cred were the ones who reached out for the door. So... <laughs> Oh, uh, Dr. Crud is going to embrace Tangier, casting Cure Wounds, and he gets, ooh, that's nice, 13 HP back. Wow, yeah, I am uh, wow. back at full. My max is 12, so. And then you see Dr. Crud start stitching himself up, casting Cure Wounds. Uh, Not as good. 11. Uh, Rainclad is on 11, 11 of 15, if anyone has any healing. It's not a huge deal, but it'd be uh, nice. I mean, I got one spell slot back. Did you get hit? Uh, yeah, I've taken four damage, but honestly, I'm good. If, if I'm, it's, I'm, if, yeah, if I'm not going to waste premium. to cure wounds on, a, on four, unless you're almost no. dead. No, no, all good. How, how, how many you got left? Well, 11. <laughs> I suppose I am almost dead, but we're level two. I mean, we're all, we're always almost dead. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think I'll save that just in case, you know, more cool. Roombas come at me. Yeah, I can hide if I have to. Tanager's <laughs> terrified at the prospect that they have more Roombas. <laughs> like, yeah, they have guards and stuff, whatever. <laughs> but if he has to do with more Roombas... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dr. Crud turns off the other two and just smashes the three left to bits. Yeah, um, is there a window nearby that leads to, like, a street or, like, a like a bush? I want to attempt to... No, okay. you're... In this room, no, because this is, like, a supply area. Hmm. Well, I don't want to get caught robbing that. But, but I was definitely going to try to steal a couple Roombas for the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one that's turned over on its back, you could definitely pick that one up. Okay. How big are they, though? Like... As big as, like, a record? A shield. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you handle it carefully and don't let it go on the, on the floor, it can't move itself. So I'm going to take a risk here. And I'm going to... Because I'm wearing a kilt. So kind of stuff it up under my belt where, you know, there's that big heavy bag that hangs at the top of the kilt to keep it weighted. The sparring. Yes, thank you. Um, so I'm going to hide it behind that. So, like, it does it's not immediately obvious that I'm smuggling... <laughs> giant hockey puck <laughs> how well this works depends on whether or not you turn it off oh well i don't know what it, is it like vibrating real nice no i'm just kidding i, I turn it off <laughs> yeah. uh just a yes or no is it on when you try to shove it, it up your it is off when i try to shove it down the front of my skirt <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right that that answers that we're gonna move on so that's what a satyr keeps under his kilt, I've always wondered. Yes, it's always a Roomba. <laughs> a stolen oh. Roomba. Always wondered what that whirring and clicking was. 
<laughs> yep, and now we don't need to ask any further questions ever about noises that you hear coming from my room. <laughs> <laughs> and just to let you know, I will send you the stats after this. It does have some pretty good cleaning stats. It's a very effective oh, cleaning Roomba. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> and you can reprogram it. There's like a way to hold down the button... You know. Oh, because I was fully down with just letting this loose in the house and letting people deal with it. <laughs> I, I presumed it was a little uh, evil, not evil switch, you know? <laughs> it's about how often you service them. Uh, it says, Roombas left without maintenance for too long might mistake living creatures for garbage and will attack in an aggressive attempt to clean their assigned space up. Oh. <laughs> Pressing on the control gem, blah, blah, blah. There's stats. Exactly like people. <laughs> You've acquired a Roomba. Neat. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> God. All right, onwards. Okay. Should we, like, reprogram one of them now so they can, uh, like, clean up all my blood that's on the ground here? <laughs> no, they'll figure it out. It's a ball. There's probably blood and vomit <laughs> literally everywhere. Not to mention the other... <laughs> I, uh, let's just say I hope they're paying the person cleaning the private rooms well. Uh... Okay, guys, we need to, I don't know, how do we accomplish our goals here? Is anyone good at tracking? Do you, Can you try to sniff her down again? Now this, like, this part of the house is less used, so you might be able to get a better scent. I could try. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can smell above this all this blood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you step out into the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then I'll start mending everyone's outfits. <laughs> nine. Just so we don't have to pay. The I nine mean, leads uh... you back to the bathroom that you've been to before. You're pretty close to the ball area. Wait a second. Okay, wild theory. I'm going to start just feeling around every inch of this bathroom. Because maybe she just invisibled herself and is, like, hiding in the corner and just avoiding the party. All right. You... Remove your finger and there's not even a bit of dust. It's a very clean bathroom with no invisible people. Dang it. That was a long shot, but I was really hopeful. Well, we should probably <laughs> continue exploring the house, dodging Roombas, and, you know, just like, let's not die. You guys, you, you really that confident you can take out a dragon now? Well, no, the, the poster was have a discussion with the dragon and convince him to stop eating people. Yeah, a dragon could be reasoned with. Exactly. These are Roombas we're talking about, man. <laughs> dragons are sophisticated, cultured creatures. I can find common ground with a, a dragon. Roombas, I, you know, I don't do so much cleaning myself. I'm, I, I don't know how we would connect. I've drank with a lot of people, and never once have I drank with a Roomba. Well, you can do that now. You got one up your skirt. <laughs> it sounds like an insult, but it's true. And I sort of like tap it. <laughs> perception check from all of you. Oh boy. Or what's your passive perception number? There we go. Oh. Uh passive perception is 15. Better. Better than what I rolled. Yeah, that's higher than what I got. Um 12. I am looking. Um it used to be just written down here, apparently it's not. I think it's your modifier plus 10. Then that would be a f 13. Okay. You're all pretty perceptive. I mean, like, none of you guys are near 10, 11, or 12, so all of you hear normal chatter and dancing from the ball. Hmm. Let's Scooby-Doo peek our heads out and see if she's back 
at the ball already. Okay. <laughs> Hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Tangier's head peers at the bottom, then uh, Rain Cloud comes above him, and then Dr. Crud's above him. We all peek out. <laughs> and yeah. each of our heads go, whoop, as they look around. <laughs> and when we blink, it goes, blink, blink, blink. Nice, from like behind one of those thick velvet curtains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fancy fabric. Mm-hmm. Fabric that costs more than blankets. Okay. So, yeah, you guys see Mergem. There she is. You see her, you know, her shiny silvery dress. You see, uh, I guess I'll describe her again. It's been a while. She's wearing a tight silver white dress with sparkles sewn in, a silver white Columbina Stella mask that covers just her eyes with feathers coming out of the edges of the eyes. Ooh. And she's got a diamond tiara. She's dancing. So she's back. Yeah. The guards are no longer standing at the doorways, and people are now, again, allowed to leave. Hmm. Gentlemen, I I posit that we never tell anybody about this failed attempt to track someone down where we... (laughs) We nearly got our asses beaten by a bunch of fucking Roombas, and and (laughs) nobody, nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Perfect. Perfect. No, Dr. Crud, when we fought all those Roombas, I've got one under my skirt, and I, like, lift up my skirt in the front <laughs> to, like, show a Roomba. Ixnay on the Oomba Ray. Uh, D- Dr. Crud pats him on his head with his trunk. Read the room, buddy. Yeah, I would like to make a... <laughs> uh, I would like to check that uh, tiara. Okay, what do you do? Uh, I'm just, like, gonna look. I, I mean, I'm semi-familiar with jewelry, so I'm just... Trying to see the way the light is hitting it, I still maybe believe she's the jewel thief. So maybe she just switched out the crown and was like, oh, nothing happened. How far away are you? Uh, p- p- we're Scooby-Doing from the hallway door, so, <laughs> I mean... All right, perception check with disadvantage. Oh, man, I rolled really good the <laughs> first one. Oh, well, it's not too bad. Uh, 15. It's sparkly. It looks mm. the same as it did before. Uh, is Darius around? Do we see Darius? Yeah, he's still standing in line. He's two people from getting to dance with her. Oh my gosh. Oh, and as you watch, he's one person from getting to dance with her. And he's still got his cane? He's still got his cane. I'm going to go up and give him a little smooch on the cheek and cast Bless. Uh, he Aww. is old enough to have seen this one before, so he knows what Bless is. And he says he... uh. He's, remember, he's got his Bautasera mask on, so you can't see his face at all. Like, if you saw him in the street after this, <laughs> you would not recognize him. But he um, he says, thank you. Yeah, bud, good luck. I'm, I'm sure you're going to do great. And, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, and with that, it's his turn to dance with her. He puts his cane down on the ground and uses it to steady himself and, and inches forward. He's hesitant. And excited, you again, full face mask. It's very <laughs> difficult for me to describe what he's feeling. <laughs> but he steps up to dance with her. She reaches out her hand for his, and he, indicating his cane, um, they start slow dancing. She turns around and says something. You can't hear it to the music, and it changes to a slow dance so that they can gently sway together. And they start to to gently bob left and right on the dance floor together. Uh, so I'm going to lean over to Raincloud and be like, all right, 
grab, grab the cane. Now's your chance. You're the thief, right? Like, that was the whole thing? Hang on. I don't think he put the... Did he set the cane down, or did he just, like, touch it to the ground? He's using it to study himself. Oh, okay. okay. Its tip on the ground is his confidence. He's he's like, this cane will work. I will not fall down. Okay. okay. Now that I'm, you're looking we, at him, you see... Because he's been standing very still this whole time, but when he moved, you could see his left leg doesn't move as good as his right leg. With respect, I shan't be stealing the cane from a... Um, an infirm elderly gentleman. Well, I look, but I love the, what? I love the the, the initiative. <laughs> now, why would you want to steal a cane from my friend? That's just wrong. I was doing a He's joke. He's there right now because I gave him the confidence to dance with his princess. <laughs> yes, no. All right, we gotta have words about this later. No, no. How loud are you saying that? I was doing a bit like Rain Cloud was the thief, but the way he reacted, like, are you actually the thief? <laughs> Gotta raise my eyes. No, I'm not the thief. Have I occasionally liberated an item from the possession of one person so as to uh, advance the greater good? Probably. Who's keeping count? But, but, the skills that I've developed for such, uh, such actions have a lot of, uh, a lot of different applications. Um, this is a long-winded way of saying I have a theory. I think that famous Felix... Is the is the thief? I think it's staring us in the face, um, <laughs> and uh, I I feel like I need to go over and engage him in conversation and really just size him up. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, H- have you got any more of those little pecks on the cheek going? Because I think that might be useful. Yeah, I can do up to three creatures, so like it lasts for a minute. So I don't know; it's a little bit of a stretch. But can I just like you know count him as one of the three? Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll throw one over okay. to Doctor. If you kiss him on the cheek. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw one over to Dr. Crow mm. as well. Because <laughs> I got a spare <laughs> light around. <laughs> okay, uh, is, so can I see Felix? Well, before that happens, because he did initiate a thing with them dancing together. So this now Darius gets to talk to Mergem. So that initiates a plot. Oh, man. Are they going to smooch? Darius straightens. He holds his cane firmly, and he stiffly stretches out his arms to push Mergem away from himself. Imposter! Oh, I knew it. I knew I, He shouts. This isn't Mergem! Mergem does not like that hors d'oeuvre. She hates oysters. They had been talking about, like, party hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that. And unfortunately, the imposter did not know the right response. (laughs) But he does. He knows her very well. In response, the fake Merjum drops her arms. So she's no longer dancing with him. She backs away from him. She turns her head left and right, looking for an exit, and springs away up a spiral staircase. Oh, oh, oh. Can I cast command? Um... I'm going to say that because they have to be in your line of sight and a spiral staircase twists and turns. Mm. No. Dang. She she quickly dashed around the spiral staircase as if she was prepared for line of sight spells. <sighs> She's a quick one. Can I chase her down? Because that's my whole deal. Our heroes turn and run after her. Yeah? Yeah, mm. no. All right, guards. We got this again. Don't worry. You ain't got to worry about nothing. We got it. Yeah, we go. Ooh, I, okay, can I try to do uh, one of my classic Tanager jumps? Yes. All right. Oh, that's a nine. 
I've also got feline agility, so I can double my run, so I can get like 140 feet in a round. Oh, that's <laughs> way better. I was like, maybe gonna get With five that. feet. <laughs> I mean, let's both let's both go after her, but I feel like I can catch any humanoid. Hmm. Well, my speed is 20, so it's going to be a while until I catch up. <laughs> okay. So we know who's first, second, and third on the scene. Okay, so I'll I'll go right to, yeah, you do catch her with a, how many did you say? hundred and... Yeah, well, my speed is uh, 35, if I'm unencumbered, which I am. Uh, double that to 70, and then double it uh, with uh, feline agility. Yeah, wow. So every time you dash, you get quite... You close the gap. <laughs> I'm going to give you a turn before your friends, because you've double your your dash action Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that you would probably get there a turn before them and okay it also means i can't move on my next turn if i if i use my feline agility you can't Uh, i can't but i have to forego my next turn of movement or movement in my next turn so if it makes more sense for me to only move 70 with a dash and then 70 next turn i don't know i don't know what the what would what would what would a tabaxi do right now you would you would dash and then lick yourself and then (laughs) You would want to, the turn you can't move, use one action, so you could try to use, uh, like, grapple with your with the rest of your action. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do my okay. full my full 140 feet, uh, yeah. get as close as I can. Hoping to grapple her. Okay, Yeah. so you run up to the top of the stairs, whipping around the last spiral at the top, you arrive on a balcony. Now, you said you can't move again this turn? No, she but I- She is on the balcony across the way from you. So, like, you can see her. There's a gap, and there's a really long drop between you and her. Okay. Is she within 15 feet? No. Okay. I've got a net. Uh, but I can't do anything for this turn, if that's what we're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. You lick yourself and watch as her high-heeled feet disappear as she jumps from the second balcony up onto the roof. Oh, did somebody say jump? <laughs> <laughs> Tanager and Dr. Crud arrive on the scene on the balcony with you what do you do oh and it's raining out here there you go it's raining oh that's dramatic okay so tanninger is going to do his third costume change in which he strips off the cloak and is just wearing like his undershirt and like very like dramatic romance cover in the rain uh he'll look to dr crud and because you you do do high strength or like can you throw me <laughs> average mm. <laughs> seeing as i'm jumping a gap i, I guess uh, well actually uh, i don't know could i still use my mirthful leap if somebody throws me or do i have to jump myself uh look that up after we play and for this time jump yourself okay i think that's probably it but uh oh that's very bad that's a four you got a four on your athletics yeah on the athletics oh gosh uh, you, you jump off the balcony, but you don't make it to the second balcony, and you are plummeting in the gap between the balconies. It's the second story building, so you're falling like 20 feet. Oh, man, really thought I had this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we're continuing the same turn order that we were in before. Crud, Dr. Crud Third, your friend is falling in between the balconies. What do you do? Well, I don't have feather fall, so I can't jump yeah. after him. <laughs> what, what's the, the, the length of the, the gap? About 10 feet. Okay, I guess since even with only a 20 speed, Crud 
is the only one still in the chase for right now. I guess he's going to try to jump it <laughs> and hopefully not land on his buddy on the bottom. That would be... All right. The rules for long jump in D&D. There is a jump calculator somewhere online. When you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. When you make a standing long jump, you move half that distance. Yep. I'd really want to see a big elephant dude jumping from one balcony to another. <laughs> so a number of feet up to your strength score. So what's your strength score? I got a plus zero. Well, I mean, that's 10, right? Like, isn't that's enough to clear the gap? Or was it 15 feet? No. Okay. I'm going to look up this jump calculator because <laughs> I would love that. Please, jump calculator exist. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm looking up to. Okay, with a running start, which is at least 10 feet of movement, which Dr. Card III has, your long jump is 10 feet horizontally. So I can make it. I hope so. Yeah. It's raining. So the question is do you slip and fall like Tanager did? Do an athletics check, and if it's above 10, I'm going to go with a yes. We shall see if Tanager has a elephant on top of him or not. Also, you're blessed, right? No. Am I? Yeah, no, I gave you my spare oh. one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, so that gives me a D4. That's not a saving throw or an attack roll throw, so it doesn't help. Yeah, and just so that the rules lawyers know, it says, if there are obstacles in the way, you might need to make a DC 10 strength athletics check to jump over them, such as a balcony railing. So I have a plus zero for my athletics. Officially a good DM. Just saying. Okay, all right. Keep so, going. <laughs> yeah, I have a plus zero for my athletics, but I rolled a 14, which is above the 10 you wanted. Yeah, you clear the balcony and you land all right, even though it's raining. And I guess I continue by pursuit of her. Okay, she's up on the roof, so that would mean you'd have to go vertical 10 feet. After crud, it's rain cloud. Rain cloud, your friend is about to hit the ground. I gave you guys one round of him falling, you know. Okay, it's a 20-foot fall, yeah? It's a 20-foot fall, yeah. Oh, um, okay, and how... Okay, how far away... Okay, balcony's 10 feet away, and then uh, this imposter has climbed up from there onto the roof, right? Mm-hmm. Can I close that gap in this round if I ignore my friend? Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be fine. It's only 20 I feet. <laughs> I think you're going to be but fine. there's nothing we uh, can do. Yeah, like, no, I'm just falling. Don't get get the imposter. Yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could catch you and then we're done. No, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, continue my pursuit. Okay. Make a check to clear the balcony railing and for the rain. Athletics, please. Athletics plus uh, bless. My athletics isn't great. Uh, would this maybe count as acrobatics? Bless is, does nope. not count because it's not a saving throw. Or oh, okay, okay. Attack. Okay, sorry. But I, I couldn't put a flourish on this and call it acrobatics, no? Nope. Okay. You, you need to launch yourself. Good. Flat D20. Yeah. That's a seven. <laughs> Why? Okay. Um, yeah. You're both fallen. All oh, right. Oh, boy. At least I'm going to land on my feet. It says 1d6 bludgeoning damage per 10 feet fallen. I'm going to calculate that for you both now, just because it's now Tanager's turn. You take 9 falling damage, Tanager. That's fine. And you're now 20 feet below the balcony, which is 10 feet below the roof. And Raincloud, since we're here... Oh, that was another 6. Oh, that was another 3. You take a 9 falling damage. I'm sorry. Uh, choices a, and their consequences. It's so a dark day for Capkind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got nine lives. You'll be fine. 
Yeah, but I got three hit points. Uh, All right. <laughs> oh boy, it's the it's the shame is much worse than the than the nine hit points. And Tanager, after taking that damage, it's your turn. Um, I'm gonna skip the whole round of waiting where rain cloud falls. You'll just start your turn there next turn. Uh, on the ground. I don't have the jump calculator okay. up. Uh, could you check how high I can jump vertically? Wasn't it like ten or fifteen feet? Your high jump is three oh, feet off right. the ground. You can reach and grab something twelve feet off the ground. Uh, okay. Oh no, I'd have to roll an eight on my leap. What's your strength score? Yeah, like no, there's okay. It's less than. There's that. no way. Um, <laughs> is there anything we can sort of climb up, like crates, to get like at least a a floor up before we have to go back in the building, or is this sort of like a we have to totally run through the building to get up to that room again? nature there's a tree you can climb that tree to hop onto the second balcony okay i will begin trying to climb that tree okay and for this you can use athletics or acrobatics you can justify which one you're doing it's not just pure strength launching yourself off of a balcony oh gosh all right um just trying to follow the rules so (laughs) you're fine don't (laughs) i feel bad making things difficult for you guys so uh do you start climbing the tree yeah, yeah. I'll be making an okay. acrobatics as I try to just jump as high as I can and then grab onto a bush and clamber from there. Yeah. Uh, That's a 14. Okay. It says, if you land in difficult terrain, you might need to make a DC 10 dexterity acrobatics check or land prone. With your 14, you are clutching onto that tree branch in such a way that you're ready to launch yourself next turn. Cool. You get mm, 15 feet... From the jump and the the acrobatics, and then you can do the rest of your movement up the tree. Is that at least five more feet? So you can get parallel to the balcony? I have a 35-foot movement, so I think that's enough. Yeah. You can probably clamber up onto that second balcony, because it's not 35 feet between the tree. Yeah. Cool. You're on the second balcony. Hey, Dr. Crud. Hi, imposter. (laughs) (laughs) he looks a lot worse than he did before (laughs) i fell that's all right i'll tend to your wounds later no no i'm cool man (laughs) dr cred the third it's your turn how far away from me is she now 10 feet up you're not sure how far horizontal can i see her no you see roof then i shall continue my pursuit climb up there and to where she is okay uh, what's your strength score? I got the jump calculator now. Oh, good. Yeah, you can definitely put your fingers on the the edge of a 10-foot roof for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got, uh, I grab up the 15 feet <laughs> Yeah. because of my height. Yeah. So yeah, I get up there, pull myself. Can I see her now that, I, now that I'm up there? Yes. Yes, you can. She's pretty far away from you. I cast command. Oh, okay. How far is the range of command? Sight. Oh, Okay. So she needs to make a, um, where is it? Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> she rolled, she has a five overall. <laughs> so. That is not going to, that's going to fail. Mm. So the command that I speak is to approach, which is to approach me. So she has to come back to me. <laughs> she halts <laughs> where she was running and... Mm-hmm. Like a robot, turns around and stiffly walks towards you. She's got 300 feet to cover, so it's going to take a while. We're going to go back to rain cloud. (laughs) Okay, 
Raincloud <clears throat> picks himself up from the cold, hard, wet ground. <laughs> sorry. Bruised. And I'm very really sorry. rethinking his life choices. Um, <laughs> wondering how he can ever face any other cat people ever again. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, he's just determined to, to, to uh, make things right. So uh, yeah, I'm going to climb up. I'm going to uh, follow Tanager and go that right. Okay. Do a check to get in the tree and up it. How you do that is your choice. Uh, I will go acrobatics, please. And I rolled a 14, so that gets me a 19 total. Oh, yeah. And what's your movement? Um, well, my climb speed is 20 feet. Oh, you have a climb speed. Yeah. You, ha- you possess one. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, 20 feet puts you... You move along the ground, you climb the tree... You reach up for the branches, you move out along the branch, and you have reached the balcony fence thing. Does does dashing apply to to climbing? Do I double for a dash? I don't understand it. Yeah, and you make it to that second balcony. Cool, okay. All right, another thing that we must never speak of again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tanager and Raincloud are both on the balcony. Tanager, it's your turn. Uh... So the imposter's moving towards us, right? You are on the balcony. You've heard. Oh, I gotta get to the roof. Crud Junior shout okay. approach. Um, Doctor yeah. Crud. Uh, you've heard Doctor Crud shout approach. Then can I try to make another acrobatics just to jump up? Yeah, the way that jumps work is that. Let's see. There's this jump calculator that I'm using <laughs> now. <laughs> so yeah. Your strength is eight, so that means with an eight, your high jump is two feet off the ground. You can reach up and grab something 11 feet off the ground with a running start. Yeah, and then... Without a running start, you can reach up and grab something 10 feet off the ground. So you can just reach up and grab the edge of the roof. Cool. I'm also going to add that D8 that I get from my race just to see if, you know, some I can get something crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's an 11, and then I add four to it if it's successful. <laughs> You're on the roof. Cool. Um... And then I would just ready a, a, a command spell as well in case she breaks oh it or like something happens. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, no, no, keep coming over here. We have to talk to you. And can you read the command spell? Because I'm not very familiar uh, with that. Uh, it only lasts one turn. Oh, then yeah. Then as right. soon as it wears off, um, I'm going to command as well. Uh, well, then I guess I will. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Next turn, I'll move closer. I'll just command this time. For, for them to keep moving closer to to approach. But uh, one word command, you can see within range, wisdom saving throw. They have to beat a 12 in my case. Um, and then if it doesn't understand language or is undead, it doesn't affect them. Okay. All right. So it only lasts a round. Good to know. Because it is her turn after you. Um, Raincloud is the only one still on the balcony. And he doesn't see... As this woman wearing a... Let me describe her again. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a diamond tiara, a silver dress, and a mask with two white feathers coming out of the edges. That just covers her eyes. She comes towards you all, as commanded. And then I think at the end of her turn, is she free from that again? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So does she... Does that take up her whole turn doing that? Yes. The wording is on their next turn. They use all their actions. Got it. So she is prepared to do something next turn, and you've occupied fully her entire turn. Dr. Crud the Third. She's now 
I guess, 70 feet closer to you. So she's, let's say, 200 feet from you, and I'm going to officially make that the distance. Across the rainy, wet rooftop. She's 200 feet away from me? She's 200 feet. Okay, last spell slot, command. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah? We gotta approach. Okay, she comes closer. She's gonna be 130 feet away from you at the end of her next turn, which is gonna take a while. Minus 20 more for when I move forward. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. After Dr. Crud the Third, it's Rain Cloud. You've heard a lot of commands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's your strength Uh, score? What is my strength score? Yeah. Uh, it's a zero. So just so a, a normal 10? Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to try and uh, climb up and close the distance. You can reach up and grab something 12 feet off the ground. The roof is only 10 feet. So you easily lift yourself up onto the roof, and then your movement is how much? Um, well, I'm going to dash, so my movement would be 70 total. Okay. I'm going to give you just one movement because you did pull yourself up onto a roof. So cool. you can use that as your action movement. Okay, got it. So 35? Yeah. And how close am I now? She's currently 200 feet from the edge of the roof. So you're 165 feet from her. Okay, cool. That's my turn. Thank you. Mm. Math time. Okay. Tanager, you're up. Oh, pardon me. Sorry. I had my feline agility. I read that wrong. Um, It's not that I can't. It's not that I have to take a turn not moving. It's that I can't use feline agility again a turn. Uh, no, I can't use feline agility again until uh, I don't move at all in one of my turns. So I would use feline agility on this, on the turn I just took, if I still can, which would give me an extra 70 feet. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay, mm. all right. I have written down your distance. I'll announce it at the start of your next turn. Cool, thank you. Tanager, you're up. You're at the edge of the roof. Oh, man. Okay, so... <sighs> the masked woman stands... About 200 feet from you. Then, okay, so I'm going to move 35 feet closer. And then, oh man, I hope this works. Uh, I'm going to use an action to use Channel Divinity to do Invoke Duplicity, where I create an illusionary double of myself that I can cast spells from. Uh, It has to be within 120 feet, so I'm basically going to summon it as far away as possible. So I still think it's like, so I would move up, she's 200, I'd move up 35, that'd bring it to 165, so it's still 45 feet away, but that's all I can do to set me up for next turn, so that that's that's my turn. Okay, okay. So you're, you're 165 feet away from her then? Uh, yeah, but my copy of myself is only 45 feet away from her. Got it. And is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay, now her turn is fully spent getting closer to you guys, which leaves, um, I'm just ballparking this, not all distances are straight lines, everybody, and that's why this math isn't right. 110 feet away for Crud, 35 feet away for Raincloud, and 90, wait, no, 150 feet away for Tanager as she walks closer to you guys. So Raincloud being 35 feet away means you're in melee distance if you want to hit her. Tanager 150 and crowd 110. And then she's free from the command. <laughs> she's been like robot, robot walking towards you guys. Crud, you're 110 feet away from her. Uh, well, I'm pretty much got nothing else I can do. I just, I guess I'm going to use my turn to dash 
40 feet. Oh, your movement's only 20. Yeah. Dang. Okay, I was like, how are you not closer to her? Okay, you're 90 feet away from her. Is that the end of your turn? Or no, you're 70 feet away from her. Yeah, that would be the end of my turn. Okay, rain cloud. You're 35 feet away from her. It's raindrops are pattering down, and they're making her shimmery silver dress um, have splotches of rain on it. This is you, man. You gotta... Yeah, I don't know what I... Okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to uh, approach to within 10 feet, and then... Um... Okay, so in my equipment list is a net. Uh, we didn't really talk about how much of our stuff we brought with us. I think it would be reasonable to assume I don't have it, but what does everyone think, or what does the DM think? I approve. Okay, so I get within 10 feet, and I pull out my net, and I will throw it. <laughs> it's got a measly plus three, but if I hit, she's restrained. Mm. What does restrain do? Um, I can tell you in a second, but that's a 12. Does it, um, does that hit? No, it does not hit. You throw it over her head and it lands in a wet heap in a puddle behind her. Okay. Raincloud gives another little shudder of, uh, just kind of, just self-disappointment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, I will then, I'm still 10 feet away. I'll remain 10 feet away. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Um, oh, I can, mm, let me see. I have my cunning action. Is there anything I can do? Is there somewhere I could reasonably hide within, like, 15 feet? 50 feet away, there's a chimney. 50, okay, no, no. Um, well, then I could, yeah, I can use my, I can use my cunning action to dash so I can get the other side of her. Mm. Are you dashing behind her? I'm dashing around. I give her a wide berth, so presumably I could get about 10 feet-ish behind her, maybe. Okay, you're 10 feet on the other side of her. Okay, that's my turn. All right. Tanager, it's your turn. Okay, so quick addendum to my last turn. I can only summon my copy within 30 feet of me. So Uh. however far I am, my copy's just 30 feet closer. Mm Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to do is move up 35 feet for my movement, and then as a bonus action, move my copy an additional 30 feet closer. Mm-hmm. I just got to close this gap, and that will be the end of my turn. How many movement did you go total? I moved up 35 feet, mm-hmm. and then my copy moved 30 feet. You can dash, which is twice your movement. Isn't that a bonus use- action? You use your action to move. You can downgrade an action into a movement. Oh, that's right. It's an action. Okay, so yeah, then I would dash. Uh, see, I should have waited on the duplicity. But uh, yeah, so I'll move 70 feet closer and then move mine 30 feet closer. So I think me and the copy are like neck and neck now. Okay. You are 80 feet from the masked woman whose turn it is. Oh, she can finally act. Oh, this is exciting because I have so much for her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a shawl of silky cloth the color of sea foam which you hadn't really noticed before not many people stare at a shawl when there's a diamond tiara but since she removes it now and it turns into moving liquidy water picture really good cgi <laughs> oh no they have a special effects budget guys <laughs> oh no <laughs> we're done for she's going to water lash which is, she water whips her sash. <laughs> she causes her shawl to whip one target within 
20 feet, which is rain cloud, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's behind her. She lifts off her shawl and from behind her, like, whips. <laughs> Please make a strength saving throw. Strength? Come on. No, that's the bad one. <laughs> You're mean. We're all too fancy for strength. Oh, I've got three. I've got three hit points as well. Oh. oh too pretty to die. That's a 20. <laughs> Get down. Come on. Water whip me, will you? Okay, you take only three bludgeoning damage. Okay, well, I'm down then. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, down on a nat 20. That is. Okay, you went a... into the fight with the big bad with three hit points, so that's not your DM's fault. <laughs> no, no, no one's saying this is your fault. It's a shame I don't have, say, a party full of clerics or something. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not that kind of cleric. <laughs> My move I'm working up to is char- Okay, uh, Raincloud has taken a catnap. <laughs> because you successfully saved, you have no knockback and you took much less damage and you weren't pushed 15 feet back. No, you're fine. Off of the roof. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's what I designed this for, is to push you guys off roofs, but you've fought oh. her successfully in the exact middle of the roof, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. But that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, plans. Anyway, you don't fall off the roof. You're very far from the edge. And, uh... Rain clouds down. Tanager, it's your turn. Oh man, Tanager thinks for a moment. No, I just, I just want to pause and tell you to think for a second. Your friend's down. How many hit points do you have? I what three? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your your other friend's a pacifist and doesn't have any weapons. So I'd like to encourage you to think of creative solutions that do not involve you all getting murdered on a roof because there's other solutions to this than to be overwhelmed by this water lash lady who seems very strong. Uh, so think creatively. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I, I did. I did have a non-offensive plan that I was working towards, but I just was so far away. I had a huge gap I needed mm. to close. But that being said... Uh, the masked woman readies her water lash i mean she still can't hit me because i'm super far away but (laughs) so i'll continue to get closer and go do you have any guesses about who she is uh (laughs) i'm guessing it's maybe fox lady that's that's the only other person we've met but if this is some sort of glamour that they've put on it could be literally anyone that's why i Mm. think my move will be uh just like okay move as close as possible like take a dash action move my thing as a bonus and then a free action be like you're doing this for notoriety correct and try to make a persuasion check to engage them in conversation oh she'll engage you in conversation a woman's voice that is familiar to you calls out (laughs) if i was doing this for notoriety i'd be leaving in my own calling card not that idiots (laughs) mila it is that you? I recognize that laugh. <laughs> uh, she's surprised and she's taken aback. She loses her next turn to correct identification. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Did we talk to Mila? Do we know? Do we know much about her? No, I know Mila. I'm familiar with Mila. <laughs> if I wasn't okay. like, oh, oh, you know what? Ugh. Tanninger hasn't been interested in anyone in a very long time, but the, like, frustration and surprise at this reveal, 
he's going to have further conversations with Mila. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you're ten feet from her. Uh, Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna like, I was g- working up to a charm person, and then I'm gonna very dramatically like put holster my magic hands. And, like, put them on my hips all sassy. I mean, like, what, what is uh. this? <laughs> it's her turn. She takes off her mask, which drops the glamour. The mask was spelled. You guys mentioned a calling card that a person might have on them. She did. She did have a calling card. It's now with Mergem, who is tiaraless. And standing before you is... She's got a really puffy, bell-bottomed dress... A pink bouffant bell-skirted ball gown. Her very large but not very expensive rose quartz necklace and heavy teardrop rose quartz earrings. And on her head is the real diamond tiara. Uh, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Was I look around at my friend. I'm sorry. If you just give me a moment. And then I'm like, oh, hold on. My friend is about to die. <laughs> oh, no. She's going to kill you. Like, yeah, she's going to. She's going to, shall we say, incapacitate you. You've not stopped her from attacking you. Why would we stop you? No one said we were going to stop you. (laughs) Crud, it's your turn. (laughs) Crud, don't mess this up for me, dog. (laughs) Yeah, why would we want to stop you? We know who you are. We just set the authorities on you. I mean, there ain't no way you're getting away, so you might as well just give up. Just stop this this crap. Dad is your barfs. (laughs) (laughs) Do an intimidation check, because uh, if you fail, she's not intimidated. Not, this is not intimidation. This is persuasion. Mm-hmm. He's not being intimidating at all. Okay. All right. Persuasion. What are you trying to persuade her into? Stopping. Surrendering. Okay. That's an 18 plus 4. 22? 22 is pretty high. You do know who she is. She drops her arms to her side where she had been ready to water whip you, and her sash turns back into fabric. She puts it around her shoulders, and she steps a little bit closer to Tanager, and is going to try to persuade you, but it's not her turn. Raincloud, please make a death-saving throw. (laughs) Join the party. We've all made them today. (laughs) It's about time. It's just your turn. It's not a level two adventure if you don't go down. (laughs) Fifteen. (laughs) <laughs> you pass three of those and you'll wake up <laughs> i think i don't know the rules very well uh, uh, he's actually goes to one hit point he's still unconscious but he's no longer got ready it. to die okay all right that good turn rain cloud tanager it's your turn she appears disarmed and is standing near you what do you do i yeah i thought that she liked you like um you guys she was willing to kiss you earlier like so Right? Yeah, Tanager, I, I was I was ready to do, like, an arc about Tanager being, like, all messed up over his ex, but, like, finding out she's the thief is honestly super cool. So he's, like, a little bit rocked as well, where he's like, I don't, I mean, do we have to, like, I'm pretty much ignoring her as close as she's standing, and I'm more so, like, talking to Dr. Crud, and I'm like, do we have to call the guards? I mean... If we don't say who she is, and she tells us where the princess is, and drops the tiara, did anything really happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it didn't? 
And then I guess I would, like, kind of sleight of hand be trying to, like, poke her in sort of the thigh, like, being like, go. Like, dr- like my plan was basically like, hey, if you drop the tiara and leave, are you really in trouble? And I'm, like, talking to him, but poking her. Oh. Do a sleight of hand check. Let's see. I am profi- I am that type of cleric. <laughs> and that's a dirty 20. Oh, she starts to edge kind. away from the party towards, like, the part of the roof that you can jump onto a tree from. Could I uh, say a little bit more before my turn's over? Yes. I mean, she has the ability to lash things. She could grab onto anything right now and make a cool, dramatic exit. <laughs> She's like the Indiana Jones of people, and I'm definitely, like, not interested in her, and... I, like, hope she doesn't find out where the fire-breathing kittens is, and my window is the third one on the third floor from the right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, she is still wearing the tiara. Does this affect what you're saying? Uh, I'm looking at Dr. Crud, and like I said, like, I was poking backwards, so I wouldn't know if she was wearing it or not. I'm willfully ignorant of this situation. (laughs) (laughs) God, you can't tell. Yeah, plausible deniability. Crud, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, I think we forgot to mention that my movement for la- my last right, turn, right, right. I did. So that... It took you movement- within 30 feet of her. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, for this turn, I'm going to take out my rope and try to lasso her. Yeah, you're close <laughs> enough. You're within 30 feet of her. Uh, Go ahead and roll that. Let's see what happens. Okay, that is a nat 20. Uh, <laughs> it works? Which is okay, because I don't know what I would add to it. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> No, look that up, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, she, I lasso her, so she would be, uh, pr- I think, restrained, yeah. Yeah, she's unable to move. Or is that grappled? No, I don't have a physical hold of her, so that'd be restrained. Okay. So her speed becomes zero. She cannot benefit, benefit from any bonus to speed. Attack rolls have advantage against her, and her she has disadvantage on her attack rolls. She also has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I'm pretty much going to say, okay, I got her, guys. Let's uh, tie her up, grab the crown, and let's get out of here. Uh, you go ahead, uh, Tangier, tie her up. I'm going to go save his life real quick. <laughs> yeah, Speaking yeah. Of. No, I'm super good with ropes. <laughs> and then... Uh, Raincloud, do a death saving throw. Raincloud is lying there with his little tongue poking out his eyes. <laughs> God. Half open, half rolled back in his head. Oh, and Tangier, if something happens, uh, I'll give your name to the authorities, too. Oh, I've been to jail plenty of times. (laughs) Uh, 17. A second pass. (laughs) (laughs) If you reach three, you just wake up (laughs) or something. Mm. I don't know. All right, Mm. Tangier, it's your turn. Your lady's tied up. So I am going to make sure the ropes are secure, but I'm also going to give her Blessing of the Trickster giving her advantage on stealth checks. So if she can get out of this situation by her own volition, without me interfering at all, I, I you know. Ah, uh, dang, all right. And I uh, I go to give her my signature smooch on the cheek, but then Tanager, like, stops, like, romantically close, and then puts it on his hand, and then puts it on her cheek. Alrighty. It's her turn. What does she get to try to do to get out of this rope? Uh, that's a sleight of hand or acrobat. Wait, uh, 
It's strength. It's, it's strength? strength? Okay. I was going to back like to my trap knowledge. I'm like, wait, what is this? Ooh. I'm pretty okay, sure so it's she, strength. She did get an 18 on the Ooh. dice. So she's going to leave her hands looking like they're tied up, and she's going to walk closer to Dr. Crud Third. She's only 30 feet away from you, which means she can just casually walk up to you. And remember that she's a deer mermaid humanoid. So she, just to let you picture what she looks like, she no longer has a mask on, and you can see her face. And she says, you guys are so sweet. You know, I, I really appreciate this. And she takes off the tiara and hands it out to Dr. Crud Third, And she gets pretty close to you. Dr. Crud Third, did you, do you get close enough? Like, are you accepting the tiara? Are you going to reach your hand out? I grab it with my trunk. Oh, I was kind of... Okay, all right. Because your <laughs> trunk is out, that means that your trunk is lifted and there's access to your mouth. And she's going to quickly put a... Give you a peck on the lips. Good. You son of a god. <laughs> Please make a constitution saving throw. I, I do not consent. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think lightning kisses are, are things many people consent to. Make a constitution saving throw. Don't tell me my business. What, what, I, what, what is it? Constitution? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually in positive with constitution, so that's a dirty 20. Okay, so it's just a kiss. I still don't consent. And she hands you the tiara. <laughs> it was not just a kiss, Tanager, don't worry. Tanager is in a huff. <laughs> in, in the in the misting rain, he's physically steaming. <laughs> well, I can't help how sexy I am, okay? I We're going to wrap this up. She tried to drowning kiss you, <laughs> which would have been that you would have taken 10 lightning damage. On a failure, you run out of breath and can't speak for one minute. At the end of each of your turns, you can repeat the save, ending the effect on a success. If you don't save within one minute, your lungs fill with water, which is 10 force damage per round as you drown. You were immune to that, so she just gives up. (laughs) That was her last shot. (laughs) Um, She's tied up. You guys are all around her. Uh, Raincloud, just roll that last throw, because I just want to see you succeed naturally. (laughs) That's a fail. That's a seven. I, I spare the dying. I cast spare the dying. Okay. You see, you did need your friends. So, <laughs> Doctor Crud the Third. Uh, he he embraces them. Does the spare the dying embrace? Uh, oh, rain cloud! You're still here. Uh, oh, I was I was having a nap. Yes, I was having a nap. What, what did I miss? Oh, nothing. <laughs> and let's zoom out on on Tanager, <laughs> Doctor Crud the Third, and Rain Cloud. She can't escape from you, and you know her face and her identity, so, um... Because you'll just command her to stay, so. <laughs> But so. I gave her an option. She loosened the rope. She could have just dipped. But she was like, no, double down. I want to kiss his friend. So, you know what? She could have. She wanted the jewels. She wanted the jewels. <laughs> she could have got the jewels. We have the tiara? Yeah, because yes. her... Her plan was to distract Crud, Dr. Crud with the tiara, kiss him, leave you to save your friends, who were both dying, run mm. away from you, use your bonus that you gave her on stealth to get away, and take the tiara and succeed. Because her goal was tiara or bust, not boyfriend or bust. So. <laughs> Done it again, Tanager. Sorry, Tanager. <laughs> it's, it's good to know where you stand, at least. Yes, you know? was... It was nice how vulnerable you were. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I won't be mm. doing that again. <laughs> it's raining mm. so hard, specifically on my face. It's weird. <laughs> Alright, so what do you guys do with her? She's got her arms tied. You can escort her off the roof if you want. Do you mm. give her to the authorities or do you let her go free and take the tiara? As authorities? <laughs> okay. Alright, you hand over the copycat to the authorities. I mean, well, before we do... um I just put it out there that Raincloud is perfectly willing to be convinced by her to not hand her over to the authorities if she would want to do that. But uh, yeah. if she doesn't try to convince us, you know. She did make that argument while you were unconscious. So okay. I think that... <laughs> she tried to drown me. No, she's going to the authorities. Yeah, that's really where she messed mm. up in my eyes was that last drowning move. Mm. It was like, oh... Okay, you're. <laughs> but you have to you have to admire her agility, uh, her, her thievery. Um, I'm very impressed by this woman. I have to say. Uh, no, see, you got knocked out. You're just ten minutes late to this conversation. I was impressed by her before. But <laughs> no, just literally, I'm. I'm gonna go have a smoke. You go ahead and talk to her for ten more minutes, and then we'll catch back up. Wait. <laughs> I, hold on. I. 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 I, I takes Tanger aside, and he's like, "Are you um?" I mean, are you two kind of a thing? Or if I wanted to make a move, would you be down? <laughs> oh, no, that's that was to... totally yours, my guy. <laughs> okay, oh, very well. Good to know. Good to know. Okay, maybe I'll wait until I'm not completely covered in rain and mud. And... <laughs> so, but, um, yes. Tanninger's... Does nobody care if Merjim's okay? <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but <laughs> then again, Tanninger's She could have killed her, you so, guys. like... She's not a good person. Mila could have killed okay. Merjam. Okay, all right. So I'm going to zoom out, zoom out, DM wrap up. <laughs> Merjam is found unconscious but still alive, <laughs> missing her tiara in what is her worst birthday in a very long time. The guards arrest Mila. Uh, by the way, just fast forwarding, because you've given her to the guards, I'm going to let you know that she will be in jail for three years. Doesn't sound fair, but okay. Um, it's mostly for the violence part that she is getting sent to jail for. Wait, against who? Oh, against the lady. She not merge yeah. Usually, though, when you do violence get against uh, royalty, they you know kill you. Merjum's just a rich lady. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So, jail for three years for Mila, since you did hand her over to the authorities. Lena Topfer, the fox humanoid. And Felix Leuton, the Janae humanoid, have a very touching scene where she genuinely apologizes to him for suspecting him. Darius Cavell, um, <laughs> who got to dance with someone who ended up not being Merjam, finally has the confidence to ask Merjam out on a date. <laughs> Dr. Crud the Third's doing victory punches. Yeah. <laughs> Ro Venka Taraman remains single and available. <laughs> And his number is... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's who's Tanager. Tanager just, like, takes it down and is like, all right, I guess. <laughs> and that concludes this adventure. You are given 100 gold by Felix Leuton as a reward for... Which is, like, a third of his annual income. It's, like, a lot of money for him. Oh, so. dude, it's okay. But he really appreciates wow. that you've saved the name of his window-washing business and... <laughs> People don't think he's a cat burglar anymore. Um, Any thoughts from you guys before we sign off? Yeah, Tanager, if this is a third of his annual income, like, 
Yeah, I'll pass on the gold. I don't need a new outfit that badly. That's sad. (laughs) Like He'll say it, like, a little bit rudely because he's in a bit of a mood. Where he's like, no, that's sad. Keep your money. And, like, walks away. (laughs) Oh, I guess B and you are getting 50 gold each then, buddy. (laughs) I mean, I, I I want not of gold. I I came out of this with um. I got the phone number of uh, the most resplendent woman I've seen in a long time. I'm willing to to hand this back. I mean, if you're just going to take all a hundred of it, then no, I'll absolutely take my half. But well, I was going to put it into my mobile clinic. Oh well, that seems like a yes. That seems like a, a noble way to spend that money. Yes, yes. Put it. Yes, I, I shall donate my my my, my share. All right, let's grab some new bandages, some uh, morphine, and... Wait, you have morphine? (laughs) Ooh, I could use some of both. Actually, do you want to officially be sponsored by Felix? Because this would be good for his window washing business to say that a portion of his profits go towards a mobile clinic. Like, how to build your reputation... Right? I thought Darius was going to do that. Well, I yeah. guess you think of both. I could yeah. put, start putting sponsorships on the on the outside. Yeah. Of the... Okay. <laughs> okay. Describe the sponsorship part of the outside of the carriage. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be more like you know how NASCAR cars yeah. have different <laughs> badges. <laughs> the more you donate, the bigger the your logo on that's on the cart. Helping rebuild the reputation of window washer Felix even more. Hire <laughs> Felix's window washing and you'll have a lucky shine. <laughs> okay. Joining us this time were Dr. Crud Third. Well, it looks like I got myself a good business going. I'm going to help a hell of a lot of people. And yeah, thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> Tanager. Oh, uh, yes. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> he's just mad because i stole his woman and i didn't want her as a woman anyway so he's yeah he's mad (laughs) (laughs) and rain cloud i am ashamed by my performance (laughs) no don't be you did fine it's all right come here let me give you a big old hug you did great yeah that makes it all worthwhile Aw, rain cloud and crud jr hug it out all right thank you bye-bye bye This is Final Save Point, a weekly podcast where you can join me, Ben, and my other hosting half, Mark. Where we'll be discussing the latest gaming news, giving you some of our opinions on the newest releases, recommend a movie you may or may not have heard of, or a comic that you should read. But whatever your tipple, we've got you covered. So follow me at Save Point Ben. And me at Save Final. We hope to see you soon. Listen to the Final Save Point. Find us on all your favourite podcast distributors. Three, two, one, and we're live. (laughs) Cut his throat with my dagger. Oh, shit. (laughs) I have to to cast the Taco Bell spells. Cast away? Fire sauce. Looking for adventure? Looking for improvised storytelling? Looking for the satisfying clatter of freshly rolled dice? Roll for Blank is an actual play homebrew D&D podcast DM'd by me, Nate Regolia. Join our weird and wild adventurers as they solve mysteries, break plot points, and vaporize their foes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Hey, SK Pac-Man here. I'm the creator and showrunner for Secret Stage Podcast. We're a band of nerds who talk about anything and everything, from Twitch DMCAs and Fall Guys, anti-yellow team tweets, 
Cyberpunk 2077, RTX, AMD, Keanu Reeves' recent resurgence, Johnny Depp's fall, and so, so much more. Nerd culture, pop culture, news, and commentary. Join us every other Wednesday night at twitch.tv slash skpacman to watch us live or every other Monday right here on your favorite podcast destination. 